Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? Tell me why you're shaming. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one again. We are at WOTR the show. I am at Ref Marsh. With me today for your Thursday night chaser, our drinking buddies and yours, Miss Amanda Jane. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? And back to complete this litter box. Litter box. We are a full litter box. We got Clump. What's up, Clump? Hey, dude. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back. Good to have you back. Uh, Sports Beard on our Wednesday show has ended most shows asking if you're back yet because he's always concerned about you and everything going on. So, oh, buddy, just just a shout Sports out there. Awesomeness. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, he's always drop in one day, checking in. Uh, guys, how you been? It's been a while. It's been the good. Whole back. Things have been kind of crazy, but it's been good. Um, hoping not to have that kind of pause again. It's, yeah. glad, it's good to be back. I missed uh, my Thursday routine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've had a bunch going on. Uh, let's start with a little something simple. We'll do a little bit of a what's in your glass. Uh, what do you got there, uh, Clump? We'll start with you. Uh, I have some sparkling water um, from a company called the Mountain Valley. I have mm. a Red Bull watermelon because it's getting spicy out. And I have a Davidoff Oscuro. Oh, those are great. Those ones are mm-hmm. cool. Have you had that uh, flaming Hot Mountain Dew yet? I have a fun story about that one. Oh. So it was a limited release. Yeah. They only released it one day. Uh, I was at work yeah. and literally ignoring everything, ordering, 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 trying to get it, and it was totally sold out, and like the site kept crashing, and... I would love a can, but I'm not paying the prices they are on eBay for them because I just want – it sounds horrible and amazing because I don't like Mountain Dew. I do like Flaming Hot everything, but I, I just got to try it. All right. If I run into it again, I'll pick it up because I saw it at a few grocery stores that I go to. Some of them had them in the coolers. I've seen them on the shelf. Like, I'll keep an yeah. eye out, and if I run into it again, I'll grab one. Yeah, I've seen it too. Yeah. So. If they, wait, if they released it again, holy – oh, they released it again. Okay. Okay. Well, well, maybe it was a hit. So <laughs> we'll see what happens to Clump in his future. Uh, Miss Amanda Jane, what's in your glass? What are you drinking? Well, before I ask, I must ask Clump, have you tried the flaming hot macaroni and cheese by Kraft in the little tub? Yeah, that it was not a good experience. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now that said, like when I make mac and cheese, I make like if I like to think of if like. Top Chef had a 
here's a box of mac and cheese, make fucking mac and cheese, because I tend to mix a bunch of shit into it. You know, mm-hmm. I am I put, like, ranch mix. I put canned tuna. I put green chili peppers, you know, very very things to make it good. Um, I do put hot sauce in it, and I'll make, like, a, a nice buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Um, but that was god-awful. And I was excited, because I was like, ooh, trashy food. This will be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out, and uh, I had it, and then shortly thereafter, I went to the hospital for diverticulitis, so uh, my lawsuit is coming. Yeah, it probably was related. By yeah. 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 I wouldn't be uh, surprised. Well. No. I'll be a star I witness. Have... I've seen you eat wood and be fine, so. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Iron stomach, man. Iron I, stomach. I used to, like, uh, I would, like, take toothpicks, and I just, like, chew on them and basically like just eat the toothpick like a lot several a day um that's that was i was uh known for eating paper um there's a few reasons i might have gotten diverticulitis you know and i've I've changed this up it's been interesting um certainly uh my my movements we'll call them my events are significantly less eventy oh Hmm. congratulations i guess maybe thank you yeah Yeah. (laughs) But yes. Progress. So, yeah, total fun. <laughs> so gross. But yes, so I'm drinking regular Coke because, and it, it, the original taste for Tokyo. But I have something to surprise later, but I just got my dinner, so I don't want to ruin my dinner. But you will see. Something very inspired by sponsored, not sponsored. All right. But, Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So right now in her glass, it's French fries. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish. No, but I have taquitos. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm having a Bud Light Seltzer Cherry Limeade because it's along the lines with sponsored, not sponsored. Little Cherry Limeade action. Mm. Um, although it's a new month and I'm drinking again, I am still not drinking regularly. Um, I do kind of save it for show days now for the most part. Uh, so. That's- it's a little treat. A little treat. Uh, but let's see. Let's get into it. Hey, so if you're ready, we can talk new stuff. Or no, let's start with the birthdays. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of birthdays this week, so yeah. let's celebrate some days of birth. Uh, let's see here. Tonight, well, today, actually, is uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Mm-hmm. Was this the... Mm-hmm. But that yeah, is, uh, yeah. And he was a favorite, you know, when I was a kid. But, you know, yeah. I love, I love Tamina. So, you know, mm-hmm. Tamina's speaking amazing. Of, yeah. Speaking yeah, of going Tamina. back to that time period, Andre the Giant. Andre the mm-hmm. Giant's birthday was Happy today. Birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what's really odd is I remember him most from The Princess Bride. I hate that movie, mm. but yeah. Isn't that weird? Next I didn't day, know that we... that was possible. Yeah, I didn't oh, know anybody yeah. hated that movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's maybe oh, one of the most it. perfect movies ever made. It's not the most perfect movie ever made. No. Yeah, it's definitely up there. No, I can tell you what the most perfect movie is that was ever made. It's not that. It's going to get gross, isn't it? Human Centipede 2? There no. it is. That's the one. No. 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 Ferris Bueller. Oh, That's like God. the most perfect movie of movies. I don't like watching movies with murderers in them. Who is a murderer in that? Garth Brooks. Uh, 
Matthew Broderick. It's it's a shitty joke. He he oh, killed somebody in a he oh, killed somebody oh. in a yeah in the eighties. Okay. Um, got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. And you know who else's birthday is tomorrow? Is Alistair Black. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll be two hundred and fifty, so far as I can tell. Tommy End, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. still and has never seen him wrestle live and met him yet. Thanks, Tony Khan, because you're a dickhead. I'm sorry. Ooh, that was a lot of outer monologue. <laughs> um, speaking of AEW people, you know the guy that wears the box? Yeah. Tip Saban? Yeah, it's his birthday tomorrow. I hope that they make a toy of him. With the that, box that, on. Yeah, but the head is the box. Not like the box is an accessory you can put over the head. Yeah. I want the head to be the box so he doesn't actually get an action figure of his own face because he wants to – he thinks this is clever. Mm-hmm. He'll just be – like all the tick toys they had with like chair head and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I want it to be one piece, doesn't come off, just a box head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd, I, I think that would be good. But, you know, my thing is that they really missed the ball on a lot of the, the figures, but I'll mm-hmm. get into that later. Um, let's see some other surprising people. Uh, almost had his birthday. That's a big, yeah. do I got a lot of big people? I mean, Tom. yeah, I had to look birthday. it up because I was like, wait a second, did almost and Andre have the same birthday? But no, they're a couple days apart. Oh, but real close. Damn, that would have been that would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been yeah. so amazing. Uh, I don't want to call him a friend of the show, but I mean, he I think he follows the show. Um, what's his face? Why am I blanking on his name? I don't know. I don't know what you're... Um, interviews people. Oh, Chris Van Belay? Yeah. Chris Van Belay. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah happy I don't want to say Cheers that. to him. Yeah, cheers yeah. to you, dude. He followed me for a little bit. I don't know if he's... Like, he's he seems he, to be off and on with it. But, you know. follows me. Follow it. Yeah. Well, I also think Twitter messes up. Because I know I was following him. Then he followed me. And then all of a sudden I noticed that... I wasn't following him and he was not following me and I know I didn't unfollow him. So I think Twitter just does stuff sometimes. So And then he started has following John, me again later. Has John Cena followed um, our twi- uh, the Wrestling on the Rocks Twitter? Yes. Yes, Wrestling <gasps> on the Rocks he's followed, but he's never followed us, like me. Really? Yeah, but he did follow yeah. Wrestling on the Rocks pretty early on. He's been following me quite a bit. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. I was upset at first, like, people i knew he was following and i'm like why would he follow you and then when i got mm-hmm. followed i thought it was the greatest thing since yeah slice bread it happened yeah road dog he's celebrating a birthday road dog yeah yeah there's some other people i won't mention um who's having a birthday but you know happy mm-hmm. birthday blah, blah, blah. um yeah. koda bushi little troublemaker happy birthday yeah he just left right I think he did. I think he just packed up and left. I haven't been keeping up with that this week. Yeah, but... I was going to ask if either of you had dug into that at all because I don't. I know very little of it, but it sounds like pretty messy with NJPW over there right now. Fortunate, yeah. I mean, I it, it's unfortunate to lose him. I mean, but he could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the reasons behind he left is what I'm what I'm more curious about. Oh, yeah. The other thing that someone uh, brought up was Suzuki. Like, he had that stint in America, and then he went back and said so long, you know? 
And then all of a sudden he was right back and touring America again around that same time. And so that to me raised a, a couple of questions too, because it was like he was very much done with his American trip and it was the last one and he said that. And then all of a sudden now he's back for a longer one and it seems a little peculiar. Yeah. Something's going on over there. I don't know. But do you think maybe it's part of when Harold left? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think Harold Mage did a lot to bring in talent to push the company to its to levels that's never been. I mean, to the point that yeah, nothing's going to compete with WWE, but it was maybe the closest gap any promotions had to WWE. Uh, certainly since WCW. I mean, on an international scale, what they've done, the attention, you know, <clears throat> sorry, you have to give a lot to him as well as creative. And I think the thing he did very well too is he didn't put himself out there as just like, I'm the, 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 you know, creator of this. But you've seen since he left, so many other people have disappeared or left. Um, and it's it's weird. Um, it does get me a little bit excited. I'd love to see. I mean, I, I think we all anticipate Coda appearing in AEW. It's his his home always. It will be there. I'd love to see Suzuki in the Royal Rumble, though. Oh, yeah. that'd be fun. If yeah, if he's if he's gonna be in the U, the U.S. He could do that. There's not a big stake there, but imagine him appearing and giving him some time to be a fucking monster. Oh yeah, my just going out there being nuts for fucking mm-hmm. three, four minutes and then let him out, you know? like. Yeah. Yeah. Or him in a feud with Brock Lesnar would be interesting. Well, I don't know if we'd get him long enough for a full-on feud, but I think Royal yeah. Rumble's more possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be fun. That would be really fun. Absolutely, yeah. Who else do you got, Amanda? Uh, leave a base is having a birthday, so the librarian. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Um, our friend, Brian Danielson, Daniel Brian, however you want to call him, he's having a birthday this week. So yeah. happy birthday, guy. Thanks yeah, for birthday. thanks for joining AEW and making sure that a lot of people don't get worked out. Tracy Brooks, who is the wife of um Frankie Gazarian. She's having a birthday. She's an awesome person. So happy oh, birthday, girlfriend. Uh, Alex Shelley, his birthday. Nice. I did. Yeah. Motor City Machine Guns is getting back together again, and we're going to be at West Coast Pro in our new venue. Yay! Uh, Bray Wyatt's birthday, too. See, it's mm. a lot of people. It's a lot this week, yeah. Yeah. And guess what? The mm. big dog. Roman. Roman? Back at the table. I was, uh, for some reason, when you said Bray, I was like, Wait, Roman Reigns, I think, is around the same age as Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they actually yeah. are two days apart. Yeah. Two days. And then, yeah. remember this guy? Bo Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Great brother. Happy birthday, man. That's going to be I... weird to be that close to a sibling birthday-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like, two days. And uh, that's it. Hmm. So happy birthday, everybody! Next week's going to be another banger of birthdays. So There's a lot next week too. All right. Oh yeah, a lot of good ones. Yes. Cool, cool. All mm-hmm. right. 
Well, let's talk about some of the news going on. It was announced Ric Flair is coming back to the ring. He's been training. They've been showing uh, footage of him training with Jay Lethal to get ready. Uh, mm-hmm. Except it looked like at the time it was hard to tell if he was training to get back in the ring or just like working out with Jay Lethal and goofing off. Uh, it was announced he's going to have one. Uh, I think it's the, was it SummerSlam weekend yeah. in Nashville? It's going to be associated with Jim Crockett Promotions. They're doing a whole thing. Uh, right now it's being reported he's likely teaming with FTR against Rock and Roll Express and somebody else. Ooh. I don't know. What do you think? We'll start with Clump. We haven't heard from Clump in a while. What do you think about Ric Flair returning to the ring? I... Have you seen any of the Jay Lethal footage? I've not. But okay. and, and and basing this off of that, like not seeing that, just off of my appreciation and fandom for Ric Flair, I don't want to see it. I, yeah. I believe me, I, I I love Ric Flair. I think Ric Flair does great things. I think Ric Flair's a fantastic uh, voice. And I'm saying this as Ric Flair, the performer, not Ric Flair, anything to do with him outside of the ring. Yeah. I don't know if we need to see a guy in his 70s who's had major health scares in the ring. Yeah. I He can work out as much as he can and do it. And it's, you know, I do we need another show of you know, somebody just do we need an, another, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane, Undertaker match, but adding 20 years, you know? Yeah. It, so I think you've ex- uh, uh, expressed a lot of the similar sentiments that are out there right now. And I'll tell you what the retort was from uh, Conrad Thompson, for one. Uh, and one that I've seen other people bring up too was uh, that Vince McMahon is three years older than Ric Flair and wrestled at WrestleMania. And they're like, I'd like to see people, I, you know, something along the lines of, of I'd be curious to see how, how much they supported Vince McMahon in that match at WrestleMania. I think that argument falls flat for uh, two massive reasons. One, Vince McMahon was he- heavily criticized for the one bump he did take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, he didn't have a match. He yeah. was walking around and doing stuff to McAfee, and all the bumps were by McAfee and Austin Theory. Vince was just a big character in the middle of this as sports entertainment as it gets. Matt, it wasn't a match. We called it a match because it was fun. It was also in a stadium of 100,000 people trying to book the largest single WrestleMania that he could think of. And the night before, he had Stone Cold Steve Austin in a match. Ric Flair's going to go do this at Jim Crockett Promotions for a couple hundred people. Yep. Maybe, a couple, maybe a couple thousand, maybe, but probably less than two. And he's going to try to have a full-on match. I'll be honest. I watched the lethal footage, and the first thing I said, I sent it to a friend of mine, and I was all like, he looks every second of his age, if not older. Yeah. Like... I don't think he looked good in it. I've seen people say, like, oh, he looks incredible. He looks ready to go. He's taking bumps. He looks like an awkward old man who used to do this. He did not look good and clean to me. He just didn't. And I don't mean that as, like, a knock. And it's not like saying 
It's not just trying to shit on him. I watched it and went, oof. I hope he's not trying to get back in the ring. This looks bad. 100%. Then, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was 100% uh, watching or hearing about this, not even seeing it. You know, another factor is Vince is older. Vince has not had the career and injuries of Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. The True, nagging injuries. Yes. Yeah. Rick, Vince hasn't had the heart episodes that Rick Flair has had. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the, the conditions that I, I don't care who you are, how big you are. That's, that's a lot, you know, yes. that's, that's hard. And yeah. Rick Flair lived a motherfucker of a life for a long time. And hearing this, you can put all the lipstick on this pig of a match you want. But to me, what it sounds like is a dude trying to live in the past that doesn't need to. His legacy's great, and yeah. he's going to ruin it like he did in TNA, mm-hmm. like he did coming back over and over again. He's just going to keep stomping on what he did, and you know more. It's just going to be sad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's going to be a. It's uh, it's not going to be boring. It's going to be sad. It's going to be scary. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be one of those. I'm gonna watch Evil Knievel jump this because there's a fifty-fifty chance he ain't gonna make it. Yeah, and you know what's crazy too is I'm fairly confident that we heard Ric Flair even say that he wishes he didn't do the TNA run. He wished he had retired and let his last match be against Shawn Michaels at Mania. That that was a more uh, uh, poetic ending for him, and he wasn't putting on the same types of matches at TNA. But now all of a sudden he's going to like. Yeah, but fuck it, they're paying me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sports Beard in the chat saying, Clump is back. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited one bit to see a Ric Flair match. I didn't like it. I mean, it's been a while since, like, even when you watch the Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania in 2008, mm-hmm. you watch it and you go, man, Shawn Michaels working his ass off to make Ric Flair look half of what he used to look. You know what I mean? Yep. That match, even when you watch it back, you don't watch it and say, it's the Ric Flair of old for one night. You go, no, that is old Ric Flair having one big send-off. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not interested. And he wasn't trying to be something special. It was perfectly done because it had the emotion and it had, you know, like his best friend doing a hell of a carry job and there's nothing wrong with saying that i think everyone admit like that was a carry job in a lot of ways yeah and it worked it was a ma- yeah. i mean it was a match designed f- around the idea of we all know rick's gonna lose this yes and the emotion is less less tied to rick's gonna lose it but can sean put rick down and yeah. that's a beautiful story this is this would have been great in 06. You know, this yeah. would have been great, like, if a couple of years after, he's like, you know what, I'm going to do this. But to do it now, I would rather see Steamboat and Flair have an awesome panel because, goddamn, they'd have stories. You know? Yeah. Also, yeah. like, part of it, too, that surprised me is to go past the performer, Ric Flair, to go into Ric Flair, the person, there's a lot of baggage there. And yeah. for everyone involved, especially now there's a lot of baggage attached based on things. That's a weird thing to push. Yeah. 
And part of me wonders if it's really going to happen. And then was it just attention name grabbing and getting, you know, tickets sold? I don't they're doing see... it around StarCast. It's based around yeah. StarCast. Getting more t- more people to buy into StarCast, which is great, but I don't see it. I really don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. I well, hope you also, so. And when you think about it, too, like kind of on the same thing you said before, when I bought tickets to StarCast, it was expecting to go see the Ric Flair roast. And Ric Flair wasn't there that year because he was he nearly died. He was in the hospital yeah. with a massive heart condition. So yeah. it stressed his heart out more and do a match. So I don't know. It's just not something I'm, I'm ultimately that interested in. I don't think the comparison to Mintic Man is even close to the same, other than these two men of similar age, right? These two all septuagenarians. The yes. But all the factors that go into who is Vince, what did Vince do on that one night, and who is Flair, and what is Flair going to put himself through through for a night, they're just it's just couldn't be more separate. Yep. You know what I mean? We even said it when we were watching WrestleMania when Vince was doing his thing. We're like, look at this. How amazing is it that is they're doing it this, letting Vince stomp around as Vince without taking all these crazy bumps and not doing it. Then he takes one stunner and everyone shit on it left and right. And I was like, the dude took one bump the whole mm-hmm. night. And even that looked like an old man taking a bump. So I think Ric Flair's going to be in for a lot more than that. And that's what, you know, that's one more thing that makes him, I don't know. Maybe we're going to have an ending like The Wrestler, and it's going to be like that. Maybe that's Ric Flair's goal. He wants to go out in the ring. Which I think is possible, and I also think well, that, like, that? no one wants to see it. Oh, hell no. And what's no. going to happen to the people who put on the match? And then that happens to go, who could have known? I don't know, fucking everybody on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not all that interested in it. Uh, they are going to try and do that roast finally now. Uh, which I'm also not all that interested in. Um, so, but I don't know, man. Uh, uh, the other thing that's interesting about it is is Ricky Steamboat came out and said that he was asked to come back for that match, and he declined it after about a week of thinking about it. Uh, and uh, Conrad said on an interview he had today with uh, Wrestling Inc. that he was disappointed that Ricky Steamboat came out and said that, which is also kind of funny because then it also tells you, dude, like if FTR. If it's FTR, Rock and Roll Express, Ric Flair, and Ricky Steamboat, like, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a lot of pressure on FTR. Mm-hmm. And they're you the youngest what? by double, you know? What do you, what do you say, Amanda? Well, you know, I mean, well, with FTR, they're, I think, probably the only, right now, active tag team that's kind of capable mm-hmm. to work a safe match with all these people. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I kind of see it as. Although, I'd really love it if they did something with, you know, Bret Hart, especially because of the Owen tournament and everything and how much, mm. you know, they both, you know. Yeah, Hart. it'd be cool to see him ref or something. Mm-hmm. I know, or something. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, but I think that they're the only ones who could do it because I'm sorry, if you put, there's a lot of teams that if you put in there, it's like, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. You can't. Yeah. yeah, it's just an accident waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the stuff that's been happening in AEW with their legends and stuff. Yeah. You know, there's been kind of a, a lot going on over there too. So, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. It's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I have anything else to say about that? Unless you guys do. The only thing I have to say is they're really doing cash caps again. Yeah. Did, did Conrad not learn 
did they not learn? I'm very anti that. Um, because every time the majority of people have had a horrible experience and it looks like it's a cash grab, you know, and I, you know, I've been vocal about it and people don't like me about it, but it's true. I'm sorry. I had friends of mine pay a lot of money when they went to, um, all in. And do you think that they got to, you know, experience any of what they thought that they had bought? Just one little thing, and that was it. Yeah, and, I remember we got the platinum bracelets for the one in uh, Vegas, and uh, yeah, we walked away feeling extremely disappointed by a lot of the event. There were some cool moments for sure, and there were things that I'm glad I got to see and people I'm glad I got to meet. But overall, it did not feel up to the value of what I spent to do to to get in. No, and the only thing at all in weekend that I wanted to see was Marty karaoke, mm. but I couldn't go because. I'd already committed to go see Cabana, hmm. but I ended up was asked to go and mm-hmm. go to Sun with Marty, and that makes me sad. And every time I think about it, and I tell Mr. Colt, I'm like, I went to see you wrestle your son, MJF. I could have sung karaoke with Marty. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Conrad Starcast, though. Um, does because he did Starcast. It was Starcast at All In. That yeah, but he didn't tell you not to go to the thing. No, what I'm saying is the that guy, the the value for it was was not was the not. The guy there. who ran his social media and Conrad said this too because the other thing I wanted to see was Cabana's podcast, and it was said to him, "Friends and family does not mean your little rats cult." Mm. Yeah, and that was also said to me by the person who was running the Twitter. Hi, Dave Hancock. How you doing? You're a piece yeah. of shit anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. That just made yeah. me mad. Yeah. So I will never, I will not support that. Yeah. No, and we were, we went, they, they advertised things that didn't go on and they said that it was cool and fine. Um, as cool as it was to have that cigar meet, meet Cody, uh, that was not at all what it was advertised as, so, as what it was going to be. Know, and the belt was rigged, by the way. The belt was rigged. Um, but also the uh, uh, you're supposed to like you're supposed to like be kind of meandering and stuff, but he wasn't. He was kind of like protected in a bubble. They said absolutely no autographs, and, but they said they were going to give us an autograph. And then the thing they gave me didn't have his. And I said, can you just have him sign it? He's standing right there. And I said, absolutely not. And I was like, but just that I would get it. Um, it was a whole thing. It was kind of a mess, but it was cool to get a couple seconds with him. But yeah, yeah, I would I would say um, I even looked up because they sent me pre-sale codes to the new one. Uh, mm-hmm. and it all seems so overpriced for what you know is going to be a mess. So, mm-hmm. but you know, it was my experience, whatever. Who am I? What do I know? If there's anybody I would pay to see anymore. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Junpai Ten Moyoji is in the chat. Says, who's the biggest baby face on the planet? And why is it Happy Corbin? I agree. I think Happy Corbin's doing good work. I cheer for him every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, I just Corbin's a he. This man is amazing. He's yeah. and it's a slow burn to get into him. You're like, you know what? Like you could be, like if you only had Ko Corbin, Biggie, and Sami Zayn, you'd have a fucking hell of a promotion. That's true. Yeah. It'd be 
fucking entertaining nonstop. No doubt yeah. about it. Um, it's like the kids in the hall of wrestling. That's a good call. That's a really good call. Well, I like that. Uh, was there other other news stuff? Oh, Stephanie McMahon announced that starting tomorrow she's taking a leave of absence uh, from WWE. She said that it's uh, not permanent, but sounding like indefinite. Like there's no set time to come back, but the WWE is always been part of the family. Uh, Raj from Wrestling Inc. Rajiri, he put out that he'd reached out to people close to the situation and, and that it is exactly what it sounds like in that she's just taking time to be with her family. There was There's no other weirdness around any of it. Oh. Nick Khan's going to be stepping into a lot of her roles while she's away, but they expect her to come back and always be a part of the company in some way or another, right? So, it's, Pardon me for asking, but is Triple H really that bad off? I... I don't know. If, I think from what he described, it sounded a lot worse than they initially talked about. But also, I mean, like, even getting into a better state, you got to factor, like, that's a big scare. That's a yeah. big pause, you know? Like, you, you that that changes you in a lot of ways to have a, an event like that. And, you know, that might have made her kind of pause, too, because she's been in this industry as long as he has. Same scheduling, same things as Triple H, and they got kids. You know, they yeah. have a family that, that they they deserve that time. You know, yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's as simple as with his health being what it is. He's spending a lot more time at home with the kids, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's as basic as she's kind of jealous of all the time they're spending together and wants to be a part of that. And why not? She and... is Steph. What do you mean? Playing, being the being the jealous heel, yeah. Yeah, that's right. She's a jealous heel. Boo! <laughs> like, I would be surprised if it's just that simple. Of like, I want to spend time with the family too. Can I? Yeah. And then the company being like, yeah, actually, you can. Let's do that. So, um, a lot of people are taking it a lot of different crazy ways. I don't know how to take it because I'm not an insider by any means. But from what it looks like, it is what it is. And yeah, why not spend time with the family while it's all there? And like you said, there was a massive scare with. Triple H not that long ago, and he's got a pacemaker now, so, hell, maybe yeah. take a couple years and just do family yeah. things. Maybe that's the one thing Vince says he wish he, he had done, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe Vince told her, hey, you don't have to do what I did, you know? And, so, and go ahead. I agree. Like, you know, I, I, I can imagine a lot of these scenarios occurring, because absolutely, you know, you've, you know, even... Even if if Triple H and Stephanie never spent another moment in wrestling, their legacy's there. Their lives are set. What they've done, separate of their events, that's set forever. So they've earned every moment that they take. You know, and they're they're both in like they're they're both fifty-ish. You know, they they've yeah. They've been going since, like, Steph's been doing shit since she was a kid for WWE. Yeah. You know, uh, take take all the time. Do whatever the fuck you want. You've earned it. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, anything else on that from either of you? I don't have anything else. No. Uh, uh, any other news that you have going on? Uh, Amanda, was it this weekend that you went and had a fight with Osprey, or was that last weekend? It was last Friday. Yeah. Hell yeah. I wouldn't say have a fight. They punched them up. A punching match. They punched each other in the face. 
Yeah. Well, no, I know you'd know I did. That's true. Come on now. Can't, can't you know do that? Especially because I had villain garb. I had my jacket. So, but um, I will say this, and I'm only going to say this once. I said it on Twitter uh, to a friend of mine. I actually, because of the whole thing that happened, if you have not watched it, there's a nice 30 second, I think it's 30 seconds, interaction that I had with him. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, it was pretty awesome. But I will give him credit that, um, and this is saying a lot because I don't give him credit for anything, mm-hmm. that it could have gone sideways. It could have gone a lot, a lot of different ways because that was the same night that some fan was head headbutted. Or did that guy headbutted that one wrestler? Oh yeah, was that the same event or same night? No, 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 no. That was no, no. That was totally different. Yeah. But it's the same night that happened to that. Because that could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, but um, he was kind of classy about it. But yeah. yeah, I'll give him that credit. But it was great. Um, as one of my friends put it, he said, that's a special kind of hate those two have for each <laughs> other. And yeah, it's true. I mean, but we can, I think we can joke about it. Because next time I see him, I'm going to joke with him. I'm like, oh, Ocean's Play. Yeah. When yeah. I watched it, too, that's why I would even asked you at the time. I said, do you think that he likes you so much because he knows that, A, you won't get out of hand, but you're also not going to downplay shit either. Like, you are going to be that loud vocal, get the crowd riled up, but you're also not going to cross the line. And you're not going to take offense if he toes the line. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they she gets right up in his face, and he, like, okay. shoulder-checked her. Like, mm-hmm. shoved, her with her, shoved her with her, his shoulder. Like, it wasn't like a full-on, like, hands-to-shoulders shove. It was like a fucking knocking someone, like, in the locker mm-hmm. room or in the school hallway, trying to knock someone's books out of their hands, and knocked her back. And she's, you asshole. And he walks no. off. And... First off, I was like, you fucking hit a woman. You, you hit a woman. <laughs> And then my friend Roy actually had to grab me a little bit. Like, don't, and everyone has to go over there. And I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And then I think at the time, then he was getting in the ring over there and he did the whole, you know, suck his dick. I'm like, it's this small. I can't mm. see it. I can't see it. Yeah. I need a straw to do it, sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, Marsh, you're kind of right, maybe, because, you know, he knows I'm not going to. You know, it's not like a, holy crap, you know, like, I'm going to do something. However, I mean, does the thought cross my mind? Maybe, but I I know better, you know? And the perception, like you said, if he wanted some heel heat, having a woman get into his face, calling him names, and having him, like, kind of shove her. Oh, this asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get you some heat, and he knows that it's not going to get not going to go too far. I'll leave it at this and she'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? Like, And actually, all the guys in the back and the, well, I don't know about the gals, but the guys were like, oh, shit. Right? And two of them came up to me. Did you guys play? I go, no. That just kind of happened because a friend of mine who actually taped the one that's floating out there, he was like, he made, he, he heard you before he even came out because his entrance was so the music and I'm like mm-hmm. Ocean's Break can you fucking move it on can you move mm-hmm. it on 
you know, before I die, you know, it was so long and everyone was like, yeah, yeah it was really obnoxious. But they said that what he was going to actually go the opposite way. But then when he saw me, he made that beeline and he and I just locked eyes when he turned around the corner of the ring post right there. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. When he started coming towards me, I'm like, bitch, it's on. Mm-hmm. Got up. I'm like, I'm not scared of you. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. I am not scared of you. You aren't that great. Yeah. There's people around me were like, good God. The guy that was behind me, who I don't know who he is, but I want his footage. He got the whole thing, like me right there. Yeah. And he showed me it, and I was like, oh, but then he left. Mm-hmm. But the guy was like, I've never seen Will Ospreay do that to anybody. And I go, I don't think anybody hates him as much as I do. Well, there's that. Might be. And might also, be. I think there's also, like you said, you don't give him enough credit, uh, maybe at times. Uh, maybe that's something to give him credit for is knowing that there is a line, right? Uh, like you'd mentioned, there was that guy who headbutted the the wrestler that same weekend, and I saw a lot of back and forth. And to me, it was pretty clear uh, that wrestler crossed that line to a big dude who was willing to to go to go. Yeah, like you said, like. I think Osprey also knows, hey, just because you're a heel and you want to rile up the fans doesn't mean there's not a line of comfort with people and doesn't mean that people with high aggression don't take things as a signal mm-hmm. to fight and doesn't go in. The wrestler, because this is a big argument, is like, oh, the the fan had no, no ground, right? The wrestler reached over the barricade yeah. and slapped the guy's hat off of his head. And let's say that there was no other conversation. That's yeah. already you're in someone's personal space and you're being aggressive in attack, right? But it's also very possible that names were being spewed back and forth, and that's why he did it to that one person anyways. Well, and also, like, you're at a wrestling event. It's a show. It's a, it's a thing going on. Doing that to someone, what if the dude in the crowd is drinking? Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you I, I, this is, like, shame on the performer in a lot of ways because, yeah, there's ways to do, to, to pick fights and mess around and stuff like that, but... That shit to that dude at that moment, there's a lot of things. And yeah, there could have been definitely other things said too, but what if he's drinking? What if there's so many other factors they're like, you fucking idiot. I'm gonna tell you too, he the wrestler had more than one chance to, 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 to make it not happen. That wrestler was escalating it, begging for it to happen because yeah. he yeah. slapped yeah. the hat off the guy, the guy stands up, goes up to the barricade and starts talking to him. The wrestler then comes up nose to nose to him and says more, that's when the dude headbutted him. If you thought you were going to slap the hat and not get into a fight, then when that dude came up to the barricade, you you back off. They were you, both you looking s- for a fight at that point. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're, you know, you're trying to do that to, to rile somebody up, like, dumbass, like, you keep egging them on, but step back. Get yeah. your ass away. No, it was, it was a fight. It was, he wanted it, he wanted the attention. He wanted, yeah. like, and this poor asshole, you know, I don't know, did anybody get pressed, charges pressed or anything like that? Because that's shitty. It doesn't look like it. I know people were saying that he should be banned, and I'm going to be honest with them. Uh, no. That guy, got in, that guy got a lot more hits in on the wrestler than the wrestler got, and I think the wrestler was getting frustrated by that, and that's why he kept going after him. And it was a full-on fight, and the thing is, is, like, Go to go to the grocery store and slap a dude's hat off of his head and just see how that plays out and tell me that it's it didn't initiate a fight. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's like those YouTube pranks you see that are just not pranks. It's just like, oh, this is a misdemeanor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just messing with him. No, you were instigating no. a fight, and then the guy was was willing to not back down. You yeah. you you decided to instigate a fight with somebody who wasn't sheepish. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's on you. And also, I'll say this: is that the scenario with what me and my osprey confrontation, if you want to call it that, and even this guy, when you like, there's no barricade where at West Coast Pro. Yeah. So. I don't want to say that, oh, you know, people are like, oh, she's in it for herself. I'm like, no, I hate him. But he was coming toward me. And I'm like, you know what? That's a little fun, you know? But I think that when you cross that line with it, like for me, I knew that I crossed the line. That's true. And technically, you know, I could have gone there, you know, especially after the, the, you know, the shove, but I didn't because, you know, first of all, he probably would have been dead. And there's mm-hmm. also a cop that's there too at those shows um, because mm-hmm. of the city that they run in. Um, but you know that when you're in that space and, you know, either if the wrestler's inviting you into that space, because obviously will had no problem with me getting in that space. I knew that I'm I'm running the risk of, you know, something happens to me. Yeah, I cross. You're in their area. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm in their area. Even if you get like brought over, like for example, um, this is a really great example. Uh, My friend who is uh, Future Joey Janella, the cosplayer. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been in um, things during a match, like with Tomatonga. Tomatonga super kicked him. He was like, that hurt. I go, but you sold it well. Um, but, you know, when that those kinds of things happen, you know, you're in their domain. And if they're bringing you into their domain, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you, you kind of have to either decide you're going to do, you know, either you're going to go along with it or if you decide, okay, I'm going to go along with it and you get better hurt about it, which happened to this guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're not in the right, and you know there's nobody wrong and right in that situation. With yes. That's what I felt like too. I felt like everyone handled that poorly from this from mm-hmm. step one all, all the way down. All the way Every, down. Yeah, I feel that everyone handled it poorly, but I also yeah. feel like where did it start? It started with the wrestler crossing a line, which was the first poor decision, followed by increasingly more bad decisions by more people. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, like, simplify it to how do you prevent that from happening, well, the wrestler didn't have to put hands on a guy. 100%. Exactly, 100%. And not only that, too, but I was surprised how slow security was mm-hmm. in that in that aspect, especially because you see the wrestler went over and he's flicking the hat. Like, okay, right there for me, that's a sign of, oh, shit. Something yeah, you're looking happen. for a fight. You're looking for a fight. And I think that that's where that went wrong so people ask me oh where was security i go they were nowhere near me and osprey ocean spray yeah. see i thought osprey see look at that yeah. um ocean spray no one was near because they were in shock yeah that that happened so i think that you know it could have been worse you know but everyone was like wow because even yeah. you know i mean but you just don't 
there's things you don't do. Yeah. There's a lot of things that some people can get away with. But then there's other things that, you know, you just can't do it. Like, I now would not ever break that wall and go, like, grab someone's ass. Mm-hmm. Like I do with Cena. Nope. That'd be a big no-no. That was but once in a lifetime. You got to take that opportunity. You got to do it. You know? <laughs> it was in my face. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm that person. Yes, I know. It was, it was beautiful. I remember it like it was yesterday. But... <laughs> Yeah, but when you cross the line, that's what happens. So I think a good example of this is MJF because he does that to people too. And I think people were saying that about MJF where he's flicked hats off of people. Or I know he's done it. Um, El Fantasmo has done it. Quite a few people have done it. MJF has done it to plants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They weren't real fans. They were people who knew. Oh, okay. Well, he knew El Fantasmo, I know, has done it to real fans. So he's done it. He's done it at signings too with people, but he usually he's very. He also is very good at the art of if he's gonna rile someone up, pick them up, like pick, do the right do one. the pick, pick pick it up and stuff like that. He knows how to not escalate. Like when he's doing something with a kid and his dad, and mm. he treat you know rolls his eyes and treats the kid like shit. Yeah, it's. Also, in service of this is a good photo, and the dad gets who it is and stuff like that. It's yeah. MJF reminds me a lot of like when you see Triple H doing stuff with kids with cancer. Like it's yeah. like he's just like I'm, you know, I, I know what I'm doing here. It's it's very well done. He does the bigger things with you know people he knows, or it's a quick thing like the time he walks out and he tells somebody like he tells a crowd to go fuck themselves. Well, it's a crowd, and he's already heading toward a car. Yeah. It, Nothing's gonna happen. He's moving fast. There's people around him to keep keep talent away from him. It's perfectly set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not trying to actually instigate a fight. No, the other person was trying to instigate a fight, and, mm-hmm. and now he's. Mad. The only thing that's happened to me with MJF is he conned me into buying one of his shirts. That uh, cunt. No, it was like how he did it too. Son of a bitch. That motherfucker used capitals on you. The whole trap. Oh my god! And then I went up to I'm like, he's like, "What did you buy?" And I go, "Your son tricked me. I bought a shirt from him." He's like, "Oh, good you." Yeah, that's how oh. I felt about uh, Zicky Dice when I ended up with his shirt. Oh God, no! Oh, I ended up with a Zicky Dice shirt, and I was like, I didn't come up here Hi. looking for a Zicky Dice shirt, but I got one. I'm not saying I regret having it, but I'm saying I did not go there with the intent of getting it. Although he just won a title out in uh, Hollywood with um, with David Marquez's group, he just won like yeah. I think their U.S. style title, which is nice because I haven't seen or heard from him in a long time, and I thought that maybe he made somebody mad down the line. Well, like, you know, he did. Um, from what I was told, he did do one dynamite. I think no, not dynamite. Dark. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. internet. Only one, yeah, did not, and he was in the crowd. Didn't go over well. Oh. And I heard, and I had heard that he had begged a few people to get him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone who stole the NWA belt off of. Yeah, he stole the NWA belt off of them. No. Who had uh, yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked because it seems weird. He was on the upswing. 
pandemic ruined a lot of things. And I do think there was a lot of people who had a ton of momentum that the pandemic just completely wrecked. And I think Zicky was one of them. Zicky was somebody we would have seen more of had the pandemic not happened. But he actually kept his brand out there because of Twitch. He did because of Twitch, but he wasn't on wrestling shows. And that's what I mean. The pandemic cooling off so much of wrestling, people who had that, that, big spark that you're like oh this is this is their moment they can ride it just snuffed out and i think Zinke's mm-hmm. one of those ones you just got snuffed out like but also too i i want to say i think part of it too is his character reminds me of joey ryan mm-hmm. and that yeah. doesn't help your your you know causes because remember those one trunks he had where it yeah, was his, his face, face. Looked, yeah yeah it was disgusting it was very disgusting. Yeah, it was awful. You know, but whatever. But know this, people, if you're going to cross the line, be prepared. Yeah. And also, don't. I mean, this is why part of the reason why I don't like to drink when I go to shows, because if I was really inebriated, I probably would have gone to jail. Because I I joke about it, but I probably would have because when he, with him shoving me, <coughs> excuse me, I would have ran over there and. Oh yeah, wailed on him. But yeah, you yeah, you just have to know that you know there's a line, and you have to you have to accept the consequences. Yeah. If they kick you out, it's you know you got to accept that. So I did not accept. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a testament to to Osprey. Like you said, the fact that he's never done that with anybody else ever is because he's not willing to cross that line. He saw an opportunity to really toe that line in a way that was much the same as we just said MJF does it, where they know that there's a lot of protection here for one reason or another. He knows he's been seeing you for the better part of his career, front row forever. He knows, if not you well, he knows you well enough. You know what I mean? Like, he may not know all about you and your family, but he definitely knows you're a front row goer, that you're very active, and that you've never quite crossed that line. You know. No, and he also knows that um, obviously because he calls me Marty Stroll. Yeah, he does know <laughs> that where my allegiance lies, and it always will. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he can't change that. No, it's all good. But he did have the Rev Pelt Pro Belt, and I wanted to say when he hit my face, I wanted mm-hmm. to say, but I forgot to. I should have. That would have been yeah. even messier. I wanted to say. So how does it feel like being number two of the, um, the you know, of the um, triple crown winners? Who was number one? Oh, it was Marty. Hmm. Yeah. And it took, yeah. I think, eight, no, it took almost 10 years for someone to become, well, no, it was eight and a half for someone yeah. to become the next triple crown winner. Yeah. And that was him. So he's always yeah. going to be second fiddle to Marty. And I make him know that. But it's fun. It's all fun. I mean, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, any other news going on before we get into oh. Dynamite? What else you got? What do you got, Clump? Dustin Rhodes celebrating 14 years of sobriety today. Congratulations. Yeah. That was great. Tip, I would say tip, cheers, uh, but I'm not trying to be a jerk. That I mean, you've done that to me when, like, That's a good we, point. we celebrated my, like, one year with me drinking a fake bottle of whiskey. Yeah, that was fun. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, you know, congratulations. Good news, good news yeah. to hear. 
Mm-hmm. Especially given uh, how open he's been about it all and what oh, it yeah. meant to him to, to go sober to begin with. So, yeah. 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 Um, anything else? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything else. Best of Super Juniors did start. I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant with it, um, but I've seen some good matches so far. Um, definitely shocked Kushida was not a part of it. I don't know. Of course, we don't know contracts, so you know, um, mm. who knows? There is rumor that he wants to go heavyweight. I don't know about that, but that was the that's the rumor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really weird to have they have um, Wheeler Yuta, the ROH Peer Champion. You have um, Ace Austin, who's some kind of Impact Champion. I'm sorry, X Division, maybe I don't know. Champion, you got a lot of champions there. There's somebody from like I think Triple A, maybe, or one of the promotion, the big promotions. It's not Crash. It's I think it's Triple A. Mm-hmm. Um, He's there in the tournament, and I thought that was very interesting that they had these other champions because it was really cool to see them sit there and there was another, there was a belt, and it wasn't just the um, whoever the um, junior heavyweight champ is at the time. I think it's Ishimori still, but I could be wrong. Ishida might have a non-compete, though. Mm. Mm, but I thought it was different when you ask for your release and it's granted maybe i mean there's also it could even be uh, a visa thing like i know he's a japanese citizen but even that maybe hopefully not but he maybe he was trying to get uh like he was in the process of trying to get citizenship in the u.s or apply for permanent residence here Mm -hmm. and you have to stay in the states for periods of time for some of those applications like you can't leave Mm -hmm. yeah could be. I also know that NXT has a 30-day for the non-compete, not 90-day, and I feel like that we're close to that time frame, so I don't know if there's like an open spot in the juniors or uh, like a joker or vacancy or anything like that. Well, like, don't do that. No. Huh? They don't do that. Okay, good. They should. Japanese people are very this is what you're getting. Alright. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a bummer to not get them there, but you know, it doesn't mean we're not going to see them again as soon as we can. So. We will. We'll see them soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Anything else? The only thing, actually, you know what's cool that just to throw out there because I, I obviously I like toys. Um, the major wrestling bros, the major fig bros, mm-hmm. they put out a uh, Jeff Jarrett My World uh, Bendems set. That's uh, two versions of Jeff oh. Jarrett. It says "Don't piss me off." The Intercontinental Champion version with this with the Chippendale thing. And the third Bendem in the set is uh, Conrad Thompson. And I just get a kick out of that. A Conrad Thompson Bendy is pretty cool. I want the Colt Cabana Bendy. Yeah, that's coming. I mm-hmm. put out like a thing of it, yeah. Yeah. So. Anytime I can get a Colt Cabana figure, because I don't think I'm going to get an AEW one, we should. That's a good point. I saw, yeah. you know what I saw? And I, I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. Hmm. But uh, the guy who does all their figures, Jeremy Padua or whatever, he put out a tweet saying, uh, which AEW mother should be the first one with an action figure? And I was like, we've got a... What? But why would you put a mom up there when you don't even have half your fucking talent in there yet? Why don't you start getting royalties to your talent before you start working about royalties to the mom? Well, ask Joey Janela that. 
That's what you I'm saying. Yeah, you never you got a Janela. You never did an Avalon. Like you have people there for three years, they can get a figure. You've got five MJFs. You've got like six uh, uh, Stings. Oh you know yeah, what I mean like three Darbies, ten million Cody Rhodes. Yeah, every oh, set had uh, had at least one Cody. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I mean, they've had, they've got like five Moxes. Like you guys are milking out as much as you can of the people who already have toys. Why don't you get some figures out there of guys who don't have toys? Because you know who royalties. I I would love to have a toy. Is what they should have done. Is Jurassic Express should have had a trio with a little Marvel stunt. <laughs> on Jungle Boy's shoulders. That would have been great. But, you know, I don't make these things. And if they did want money, by the way, and especially because of the um, exchange on uh, Dynamite last night about Mickey, you know, dressed like a bar of soap and his pearls, that was a missed opportunity. I I kept saying, episode one, I said, fashion doll Ricky starts. Yeah. But no, no one wants to listen to me. That would have been a money maker with the pearls and the chains and the, yeah, slip oh, the yeah. Gucci slides and now he has Dior shoes apparently, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. That, that that was a lot of money wasted. Well, let's talk dynamite. Let's talk dynamite. We can start with that segment if you want. I got some notes yeah. about that too because I was wondering what the hell did it mean he was dressed like a bar of soap? Like I don't understand that as a as a knock like. Well, because it what? was blue. And it was black. one color. Yeah, he was one color, and it was bland. That's the only yeah. thing I could think about that. I was like, swerve. It was like, a, it was like a light blue. Yeah. Yeah. But, I just thought, I just felt like, like when he said it, I went, what the fuck is that even supposed to mean? Like, it didn't feel clever, but the crowd reacted like it was. Well, yeah, because that crowd's kind of, I don't know, the AEW crowd's kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't true. know. They pop at the most, the most stupid things, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. But yeah, it was it was a very weird exchange because we didn't need Christian coming out there kind of heel like. Yeah, Christian was running a muck in there. I yeah, got a question I, about Swerve. I like Swerve yeah. a lot, so don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But I've heard a lot of people since Swerve showed up in AEW saying, "Oh my God, look at him! He's such a star! He's such a star!" That Swerve is a massive star. He just carries himself like a star. I'm going to be honest with you. I, this is my question. Is it that he comes off like a star or is he just a guy with a lot of swagger? Because I think there's a difference and I don't think that people see a difference. I think they see a guy with a ton of swagger and say he comes off like a, like a star. Because I don't think he's being presented as a star. No, I don't think he's being shown like he's any more special than anybody else. I don't think he's doing anything that's exceptionally special that makes you say, makes you talk to people about it the next day. No one's talking about the swerve segments after the fact, but he does have a shitload of swagger and looks good when he's doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like, am I mistaken or am I just undermining him? Well, I think that with swerve and I think, well, I know definitely NXT and WWE kind of didn't, they missed the they missed the mark a couple of times, but he is someone who has a lot of great charisma and yeah. swag. But to be honest with you, like before he was signed, you know, when he was basically he built Defy, you know, and was doing all sorts of things on the indies, working with um, Wrestling Revolver with Sam, Sammy Callahan and things like that. 
you had that you saw that star potential because mm-hmm. of the matches. Now it's like okay, he's got the flag, but you don't have star potential when you're in these B matches like he's been having yeah. like with Keith Lee. I mean, I think they hold Keith Lee to a higher pedestal than they do Swerve, yeah. which I really kind of don't understand. Um, but <clears throat> that's just my opinion. But he's got it. It's just you're not booking him as such. Yeah. Because I think that those idiots that are with Jericho right now, you know, Daniel Garcia is good. Do not get me wrong. He is very good. Um, but the other two idiots, I'm like, no. You just happen to luck out. And you get a lot of TV time because of who the association now. Yeah. Now, if Swerve were able to get like good matches like that, then mm-hmm. yeah, I would say, yeah, power to him. Ricky Starks, he would be a huge mega star, but we don't we don't see that, you know, we just don't because those are not the matches they book. So, but to answer the Swerve question, that's really what it is. Now, if they book him the way that he should be booked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Right. Except for the match with Darby. That was the only one. Guys, welcome Shakes from the Shakedown Podcast, squeezing himself in here for our dynamite breakdown. What's up, Shakes? Hey, what's going on, Raf? How you doing, Miss Amanda? Hello. Uh, Clump. This is our buddy nice Clump to meet over you, here. Clump. Nice to meet you. Looking like so, a Don over there, over there, Clump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I just oh. don't like being around, so I'm just eh, expediting dying. That's the whole thing. That's what you got to do, our, man. Our resident AEW troll isn't around. Uh, Splinter Fox. Yeah, is Splinter Fox in the chat. No, he's not in the chat right now. But wow. but he but but uh, Splinter Fox does really like shakes, though. Yeah. Um. Shakes, I got a question for you. I just posed to them, so you're just in time. We, we're like, we're just digging into to dynamite. We're a little all over the place with it, but okay. my question was: Is a lot of people have said that Swerve comes off like a big star on AEW, and I'm questioning: Is it that he comes off as a big star, or does he just have a lot of swagger, and people are just thinking because he's good at what he does and seems cool, then that translates to appears like a big star because I don't think he's being used like a big star. Ah, uh, I see. Do you, do you think he comes off no. as a bigger star there? Um, I can see where they're coming from, right? Because, uh, if you notice, like, when he, when they did the, uh, the, the tag team move, right? Yeah. Afterwards, he took a bow. Yeah. And was like, you know, you know, well, Oh, he's smooth. Yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he he does his thing, man, and, yeah. and you know sometimes that arrogance comes off as cocky, right? And okay. Like you um, think that you're above, or like you know. So yeah. yeah, I think that that arrogance is a thing. I think that his arrogance may come off as that, or it may bring that kind of mistake to it. Okay. But. I mean, I, I think that that's just that's just an urban culture with us, and I, I think that mm-hmm. that's not um, something that has been displayed out there so much. And don't get me wrong, you know, there, there's great to have these uh, positive 
black role models and these as wrestlers, right? You know, but you do have guys with flavor, with pizzazz, style, and that is not a lot of what um, is portrayed for um, a a black athlete or um, a black um, type of celebrity like that. So a lot of times when you're like that or in that position, you kind of have to take that – that Obama type of role, no disrespect to it, but you know, you, you have to be a little more proper and a little mm. more, you know, white yeah. collar as you want to call it. Right. But yeah. you don't have to be as white collar as like, let's, I'm going to go there. Jay lethal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, mean, ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. I mean, for me, it's like when he had his little thing with ACH and ACH called him uncle Tom. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to, you know, but it, it's kind of true because it, Ring of Honor really kind of, you know, he was their guy, and so yeah. he was put in some mold because I don't see him as okay. This is a guy that's kind of, you know, repping the street. No, it's very like, right. um, I'm the guy at the, you know, I'm the guy that joined the country club. And I'm here in my little polo shirt and, you know, whatever. I don't, right, right. I want to be, you know, people, I don't want people to know I'm from, like, I don't know, like Oakland or something like that. But, I mean, exactly. that's where it comes off of. But, hmm. you know, whereas when you get Swerve, it's like, that's a totally different vibe. And right. Even, like, with Hobbs, same thing. It's a different yep. vibe. And I yep. think that that's kind of when I always like to f- picture it as with ROH. You had Jay Lethal, and on the other hand, you had Kenny King, who there's that dichotomy of, you know, that kind of street smarts kind of dude, and then the guy that's kind of like, I went to prep school, you know, yeah. like the Will Smith and the Carlton. Right, that's right. Funny. Yeah, so I think that that's, you know, you get two extremes right there. So, so, yeah. so what do you think about the pairing of Keith Lee and Swerve then, too? Because they are presented so different. Is that to me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it works. I like it. No, it it does work because you have um, and and all of, a lot of times, I think where tag teams go wrong is you know you got the same guy a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know like oh you got two powerhouse guys oh all right no no that the the odd parents for me is the ones that really get over like mm-hmm. um. Enzo and Big Cass, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. have to have a small, quickie, uh, speedy type of guy, and then you can add the powerhouse with it. And yeah. I think it just, it, 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 it meshes well. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about their, because uh, I want to circle back a little bit. You said that uh, with Swerve that a lot of how he's presenting himself is, is in your mind, typical of urban culture in general. Mm-hmm. So in that yeah, because because he, he's you know he's like he's a rapper he, you know yeah he's a podcaster he got gold mouth you know you know, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> yeah you know and, and I think it's, it's all it's cool a, it's an urban culture do you also think though that that so does he come off to you as a star or does he come off to you as like more like a peer in in that sense like 
that's what I'm asking. Like, is it just that he's got so much swag and he comes off, like you said, that confident, arrogant, that people who aren't used to seeing that are saying, oh, he's a star because he stands out. Are right. you seeing it the same way he's a star because he stands out? Or are you seeing it like, oh, this is just another person like, representing like is it relatable? Like one of me, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. That's why, I like being... That's why I like him because I can uh, I can relate and I can I, yeah. I, I see what he's doing and uh, I I see it. May, y'all may not see it or uh, a regular uh, consumer may not be able to see it because you don't see that every day in your face. I see yeah. that every day in my face, so it's normalized for me. Yeah, I do. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, it, I don't it, think it's bad for people to say that they see him as a star. I was just kind of watching, being like. I don't know if I see star power yet. I see a lot of potential there. He's awesome, and he's got his own look and feel, and, and like I said, like that swagger. And I think he's amazing at what he does, talking, wrestling. The the charisma of being that character, I think, is all there. But maybe it's just the booking to me where I'm kind of like, I'm not feeling star, but maybe that's presentation more than anything or, or placement on the card. Mm-hmm. We're going to say clown. Well, I was going to say, well, like, think of Eddie Guerrero or even, like, Rey yeah. Mysterio. I always thought – I always com- – like saw a big juxtaposition in Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero because Rey, uh, as a Latino superstar, was really like yes, he's a luchador, so he's wearing it on his face, but he was really very separate from a lot of cultural elements. He very deliberately did that, like and then commercial. Yes, like, commercial. Like, yeah, it's like this is like oh cool, we, this is branded. This is like our guy, Eddie. Um, and in me and everyone I grew up around, Eddie was like, "Oh yeah, that's but you get that he he you yeah. relate to Eddie. That's you like get Uncle Hose. Hey, yeah, that's Uncle. Yeah. Ho. yeah, yeah. Yo, producer lady, she says that every time she sees anything with Guerrero, she always says like he looks and sounds so much like my uncle. Fuck she goes, yes. it's crazy. She's like he could be in my family. Mm-hmm. Like she loves him because of that. But yeah, yeah. Down to the right fucking on. bowling shirts you wore, that's which is like a relatable. Big... Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. no, 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 no. You're good. What I was, but like, I think like to me, seeing Swerve like, and seeing just different presentations, it's all about relatability. Like, to people who don't, you know, some people aren't going to relate to Bret Hart. Some people are going to relate to Stone Cold. Some people are going to relate to relate to Kevin Owens because it's just not what they grew up around. It's not what they're around every day. Right. If you have that, and I think Swerve's got it, it the booking's coming, and he'll be there. And, oh yeah, I think like. Whenever I see Swerve, he's smooth in a way that in AEW you don't see, mm-hmm. you know, and it's – I'm excited. You know, I, I, I think – I truthfully think, you know, I, I see a hell of a lot of potential, and I think – I love Keith Lee. I think he's the weaker element there. <laughs> I think they work great together, right, but I, right, right. yeah, yeah. Creative-wise, right? Like creative-wise, oh, yeah. he's the weaker one. Yeah, because it's, it's so – He's called the limitless Keith Lee, but kind of limited on what you can do, off. right? Yeah, right? That's yeah. why I think that they're paired together is because I think even to now, Keith Lee's kind of getting back to what he used to be before WWE. Mm-hmm. He's getting in a shape, too. Getting in a shape because, like, mm-hmm. he was so gassed the first couple of matches he had at AEW. Mm-hmm. That that's why I think that okay we need to put him with somebody because uh, by himself it's just like it's kind of a hot mess so yeah but yeah. I hate to say that about people but it's kind of true 
Yeah, he did look better this week for sure. I noticed he dyed his beard too, which I thought was funny because people give a lot of people grief for that on the WWE brand. No, a lot of people do that though. Yeah. I can name mm-hmm. people. Hi, Coco Banda, how you doing? Yeah, Shivani does it. Shivani, I mean, well, Shivani's ridiculous. What's wrong with dyeing your beard? There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing. We should see all the different colors he's had his beard. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't dye their hair, you know. It's all good. So, yeah. I, yeah. do not. I don't have a problem with it, but I saw it and I was like, that's funny just because the amount of grief hilarious. people have given, especially Ciampa. People gave Ciampa so much grief for mm-hmm. dying his beard on the main roster. And I was like, it's a thing that happens on TV, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's not hey. exclusive. Hey, but... do y'all remember? I don't, maybe I'm going to butcher this name, but is it Paul Albert? Prince, Albert? Yeah, yeah, Prince Albert. Yeah, um, Matt Bloom, Matt right? Bloom. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Lord Tensai. Clout, you reminded me. That that you reminded me, and I'm like, I'm like, who, who, who is he reminding me of? That might be the best, the best I've ever heard because I've always thought I looked like King Kong Bundy, and I'm. When he shaves his beard, when he shaves his beard, it's so King Kong Bundy because he messed up his beard once when he was trimming it and had to shave the whole thing down. And I showed people, we worked together at the time, I showed everyone at work King Kong Bundy, and I was like, did you guys realize this was Clump's dad? And they went, oh my god, no kidding? Oh. Like, they spotted it immediately. That's why he like trusting him, I'm just like, Ben, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, Marsh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah That's awesome. Dude. And unfortunately, you know, Asian people have that stereotype. Why people tell oh, you look like Mr. Fuji? No, no, people don't tell me I look like Mr. Fuji. Okay. Well, I didn't no. know we were going with it. I was just trying to find I'm out. I'm just thinking, because, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like with the Joshis, it's like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 oh yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, look at, like, some really pathetic things, like, back in the day, Jimmy Wang Yang. Mm-hmm. But well, you, you're throwing this out, and he wasn't even Asian, but fucking Lord Tensai? Yeah, I thought yep. he was. Yeah, Matt Blue is not a... No, I'm talking about... Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh no, he is. Yeah. He is. But no, like, like in terms of bad stereotyping, they made like Matt Bloom went to Japan. Matt Bloom came back, and they made Matt. They they made, made Matt. Yeah, like they made him Japanese. And it's like he's not. Yeah. His name's Matt Bloom. He's yeah. very not Asian. Yeah, growing up watching wrestling right. in that era really confused my understanding of cultures. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it, he looked like when I first saw him come out. He looked like Ming from Flash, the Flash Gordon movie. Yeah, and I'm like, really? They got a mini? Oh, okay, all right, go, go, do whatever you want. But yeah, but it also, Jr. He tried to not do it, but he slid in the Oriental again, man. I, when are you gonna learn, dude? Yeah, he's got a rough go of it. He's got a real rough go of it. I know. I'm, I I didn't freak out. But I'm like, really, dude? Come on now. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to meet him and say, dude. Please don't use that word. Come <laughs> on. But it means yeah. you're either a rug, um, a fictional, or, or I don't know if it's real, the Orient Express, a train, or ramen. I don't like to be, you know, called ramen. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just saying. No, no, it, it, it's yeah. more than very, it's, 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 it's fucked. It's yeah, bad. but when you're saying, oh, you know, they're from the Orient, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Well, yeah, but was it the what was the name that the the company they were partnered with there for a while, Clump? Oriental Wrestling. Yeah, yeah it was Oriental I mean, Wrestling Company or something I, like that. I have and, a problem and with JR. Si- there's a problem with it, but um, but, but that's yellow. what uh Jim Ross had said was that uh that was on his paperwork that that's where the person was from when it first slipped, and so he made the connection immediately and then went oh. <laughs> No, but there was other t- There was another time when it. It's only me. gotten worse. Yes, but it's yeah. it's it's. He's got a long history, but he's he's said it when like, uh, Taka came out quite a few times. It, oh, yeah. He's got a long history of using but saying or. Though, because that was the times, uh, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Had a shift. Um, but back on track a little bit. Uh, I do like what you're talking about with Eddie Guerrero and stuff and the standout of it all. And I think that helps me with the idea of where people are coming from when they say Swerve is coming off like a star. He's coming off like a big, relatable personality to a section of audience that doesn't get that relatable personality often. So yeah. that in and of itself says a lot of star power potential for sure. So um, Then you have but- the polar opposite of Ricky Starks, who... You know, Young Rock. There is Young Rock. Yeah, there is no like relatability. None. 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 No. But that's no. why they should clash. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but I think I don't know. He's like the mis. I. He's like the mystery meat of AEW. Because Bologna. when baloney. Yeah, he's like baloney. No. He's baloney. No. Mortadella. <laughs> Fancy baloney. I don't know. But when Tony likes to say, oh, you know, that whole thing when he gets in trouble about, oh, these are my black friends. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I'm going to try for the fifth time to get the show back on track. How do you guys feel about that? Okay. It's only episode one. Uh, it did open up Samoa Joe against a Joker. A lot of people were speculating, uh, pontificating, and wildly guessing, and everybody knew exactly who it was going to be, uh, and uh, it was not. It was Jim, John Morrison, Johnny Elite. Uh, Johnny even in the notes, Ray. I'm even seeing uh, uh, notes from Bleacher Report where it even says in their notes, uh, it was clear the fans expected Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. Uh, I after. When he I tweeted did. out today, I appreciate you all. I was like, I bet you that's related to this shit. <laughs> it is. Uh, and if I could just say trust me on this one without giving any other information, there's a bit of a point of contention that AEW does, is not showing interest at all in Gargano and has not shown interest in Gargano since he left. Um, and that that was a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but I can't really dig in past that. Other than it was no surprise to me that it was not going to be Gargano. And I think that's exactly why Gargano is happy that the fan base is being noisy about their want for him because the company has not shown a desire to have him. Um, There's a few acts that have uh, expressed the lack of interest from AEW and and he's one of them. So, um, but yeah, it said Johnny Elite on the screen, and the crowd goes berserk. And then by the time John Morrison makes it out of the ring, the crowd starts going Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> they were over it immediately. Yeah, they were like, no, I, yeah. I, I think it's a great, a great pick. But I mean, I love, I, I love Johnny. Insert your name. I do. Yeah, I do. He's great. 
yeah. and it was a good match. It was a, like to the match. It was a fantastic match. John, uh, Johnny bumped like a motherfucker for Joe. Oh yeah. And and Joe looked good, but it was a great pairing because, you know, I see Joe now and he's 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 great, but you can see some of that age. Yeah. Like in little ways, and like John Morrison fucking went for him, or John Hannigan, he went for him, and he did the best, and it was such a good match. It was like I was like, this is, man, if you did a few of these every every night, I would be as sad when I watch AEW. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you yeah, know, cool. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, he's, I felt that he's always, always, made. Like he's always shined and makes whoever bump the shit out of himself. He'll do it. I mean, he yeah. has no problem doing it. But like with me, I love the Miz. Don't get me wrong. Totally different topic. But I think of the two of them. Like John was always that one of, yeah. If you're looking a little clunky, you know, he'll make it look good. Yeah. And he'll get you. There. You know it. And I thought that that was fantastic. Now, what it did do to me was it got me way too excited about the female Joker. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, they got Taya to come. Oh, my God, this is going to be great. Then uh, let down, but... Yeah, I felt like it couldn't have been Taya because it had been too obvious to be no, honest the second it came out. They need that. They need those kind of women, you know? Sure, but no one signed. Maki Ito is not signed to AEW. John Morrison's not signed to AEW. They just appeared one time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Taya had shown up, she wouldn't have been signed. She just would have appeared one time. That's the other thing I get frustrated with with all these appearances and stuff is the, the people just show up for one one day payoff and then the company gets credit for bringing them in but doesn't get credit for keeping them because they don't. I think Johnny will stay around. He didn't well, get signed. What do you well, got, I, Well, you'll see him a couple of times, but I think he will because there's enough – of those, you know, young flippy guys that, you know, he brings another element to it. You sure, know? but he didn't get signed. He didn't come out with an all-elite graphic, <laughs> and if they wanted to sign him, they'd have signed him a year ago when he was released. But do you know how long it takes a lot of people to get that stupid all-elite thing? Because someone recently just got one, and they've been there for a while. Yeah. If he wanted to sign Morrison, he'd have done it a year ago when he was released. Well, he had other fish to fry, <laughs> Tony. Yeah. And and after Big Bun, he was trying to get CM Punk. Well, th- That's what I would say. What do you got? That's what I would say about Morrison. And I agree with Amanda. I think he will be around. And the reason why he will be around is because of what y'all were just saying. You know, you can't really uh you can't really take experience from somebody right 20 years in the game 20 years in the game you you done seen it all you know all the tricks and the trades to it so i i think with that that's valuable and especially to a company like AEW. so for me i think he will stick around now i know you keep saying they didn't sign him but you know these things are just, you know, formal things. Like, all right, you know, you come back next week, just like me. I didn't sign nothing with y'all. Where my yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign anything either. We have to sign stuff. Wait, are we getting money <laughs> you now? Say, Wait, I can't. I can't have Trump <laughs> sign too much because he draws wieners on everything. 
So we try and keep as much paperwork <laughs> away from Clump as possible. That's my signature. That's my blame my parents. <laughs> Uh, well, the other thing is like Jack Evans. How long has Jack Evans been doing it? They didn't re-sign Jack him. They sent him the once, and he's well, gone. Jack he was in the middle of a tech team. Jack Evans is problematic, though. Is he? Yeah, he's got issues. He's, yeah. He's no. He's no Johnny. No, no, no. Angelica of the team. Angelica is more superior of the two of them, in my opinion. Mm. But no, Jack Evans has a lot of a lot of weird issues. Like, I was going to ask, oh, is Tony Khan paying you via PayPal that your girlfriend from Mexico, that's her account? Because you can't have a, you know, bank account or other weird things for some shady reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Six Crows in the chat. He says, according to their website, AEW is 103 signed men and 24 women. Mm. None of which is John Elite, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Okay, Tony, I'm just saying, you fantasy booked the like you kept saying for weeks about who he was going to sign from ROH, and I said he already signed everyone from ROH. He was gonna. And what's happened since then? He's brought in no one else from ROH. You always think he's got some plan, and he doesn't. He reacts. <laughs> Tony reacts to what he wants right now, and as soon as someone's available, he either throws money at him or he turns away. Well, he doesn't negotiate. Well, see, Tony Khan, if he wants to really be like WWE, you sign damn Johnny and search your name. He could do Boone too, because Boone, as I've been saying, is a great movie. Boone the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. And yeah, you got a franchise right there. Don't don't, don't even present the possibility Tony, you of gotta, a. You gotta hire Amanda. I'm sorry, oh but Tony gotta no. hire Amanda there. He, he does, but also, for the love of God, I don't want an AEW films division because then we're going to get some BTE fucking movie. No, and no. They yeah. won't. No. We you don't need Lethal get. Weapon with the Young Bucks, that's for sure. No, we need no. Lethal Weapon with Jay Lethal. No. no. Jay Lethal Weapon. Maybe no. Jay Lethal Weapon. No, because you know you're going to get, you're going to get like Swerve in a movie, you're going to get Starkey in a movie. Oh god, that would be dumb. You're gonna get like three amigos, but it's gonna be Young Bucks and Omega, and it's gonna be trash. <laughs> That'd be great. It's not great. Oh, uh, Can you oh, imagine it's... a movie with the best friends? <laughs> god no, God help us. Oh really yeah, play. but play it like a serious drama and have the star be Orange Cassidy, but have it be all played serious, like just like <laughs> it's just straight serious, like it's it, it, it's like a a horrible, like, sad oh. movie with them. Everyone I else. Think, I think Best Friends is, is going away. They should. They should definitely they go away. perfectly clear, and I am so happy that we're going to get Rapungi Vice. Because oh, I love fucking Rocky Romero. And I've loved Rapungi Vice. Now I just need them to wrestle so I can see Rapungi Vice, finally. Do you think they're getting that. to a point where they're going to not renew Chuck Taylor, but they will renew Trent? Do you think that's where we're going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be quite really honest, too. if you were to ask me, I think that Trent is the better wrestler of the two yeah. of them. Because I don't think that, you know, Tony to me doesn't look like he likes, he likes a certain type of comedy, but he doesn't like the Chuck Taylor type of comedy. Yeah. And I think that he knows he has gold in obviously Orange. And then people, the reaction with Rapungi Vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, and they've already changed Chris Statlander to get her away from all that. And mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah. and then uh, Wheeler Yuta. He's, He's already broken that. away. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I think they're winding it down. Was there mm-hmm. stuff in the show in general? I mean, there's a lot of Owen Hart tournament stuff. We had a yep. – so Smojo won that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly won his Ray Phoenix, which, by the way, had the, my favorite part of commentary the whole night. Uh, mm-hmm. O'Reilly got hit, and Jr. goes, "Oh, oh, oh, O'Reilly!" <laughs> I was, uh, I was like, "Why yeah, the fuck did he do that?" <laughs> Doing a little I auto parts. How much he had to drink last night. Loved it. It was. And then you had, uh, at the end, you had Adam Cole beat Jeff Hardy for it. So it makes me think that we're getting uh, O'Reilly and Adam Cole in the finals, right? Because they had that whole thing with Samoa Joe uh, getting his his shoulder all messed up and piped down uh, at the end of it with uh, uh, Sanjay and whoever his lackeys are. Yeah. Oh, makes me think that O'Reilly's going to focus on the shoulder, get the win over Samoa Joe, and then you're going to get O'Reilly and Adam Cole again. Hooray! Yay! Because hey. I mean, if they do that, that also just means like, okay, cool. Like, uh, you're you're going to cash in on two like two WWE stars and give them like this time that you could give other people that you've also got here that might be kind of cool to see. Like, I mean, you have Samoja who has not wrestled in a significant amount of time. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Just Phoenix getting some something to do. Yeah. To be yeah. that good. I mean, you know. Yeah. But again, I don't know. It's you might have 106 people or was it 106 men that we give a fuck about 10. Yeah. Not even like more like nine, maybe yeah. eight. Yeah, Shakes, what do you think? Shakes, you ready for O'Reilly versus Adam Cole again? I mean, the, the Kyle O'Reilly match, this um, Dynamite was good, though, right? With Phoenix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a great match. Um, I think I, I, I agree. Think Phoenix, Bray Phoenix always gives out good matches, though. Mm-hmm. What was you going to say, Trump? I oh, know, I was going to say I agree with you. I think it was a really good match. Yeah. Yeah. And so, to answer your question, do I really want to see a Kyle O'Reilly, um, Adam Cole? No, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not really interested into it. Um, like you said, there was many other guys that they could have done this with. Um, like, why was uh, Darby Allen put out in the second round? You know, like, yeah. these guys is like, they they the ones that should have been there, and, and to see a another possibly war between Darby and, and Adam Cole, right? For mm-hmm. for Owen Hart joint, that would have been more interesting to me. Yeah. So no, I, I, I no, it's not interesting. No, no, I I agree I agree with what Shakes is saying there. I mean, good matches aside, like when I think about it. If it goes that way, too, it's just, one, this is going to be a match with a bunch of out-of-the-ring bullshit happening. It's a ring, it's a match to a story behind it that you could do in a lot of different ways. These guys have name value. You could do it outside of this tournament to make it interesting. Um, 
I, I have trouble trying to make it interesting to myself to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, like, thinking of the idea of an Owen Hart tournament, Owen Hart was an amazing wrestler, but I, to me, I think of a lot of times him being kind of the undersung worker. And I don't see that in so many of the people, and I don't see in any of the people that have advanced this far aside from Joe. Like, the great worker who hasn't gotten what they are, what they deserve, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't see that. I mean, this to me would have been a really cool, like, tournament to make somebody a single star. Somebody you haven't seen in a while, like, just blow them up because you have people who have done great things. But here we are, you know? Yeah. It'd been a good tournament for the guys like the Darbies or even a, a nice to see Jungle Boy do a singles thing would have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your Yudas, your Daniel Garcias, you know. Pac. Pac, maybe. He's always been regaled as, as he's another one of those uh, always says that they're underappreciated, which makes which means that they're probably actually appreciated when they're always the one that people say isn't. Um, Ricky but, Starks, and, and honestly, Ricky Starks. Honestly, yeah. um, <clears throat> a guy like um, who you just named? Yuda. Uh, uh, just named somebody. No. Yuda or Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy, right? Yeah. Like a guy like Jungle Boy should have won this tournament, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, you know, like what he just said, um. To, to make somebody to push somebody over he's right there he's like he's sniffing it he's sniffing the surface this tournament and winning this tournament would have put him over right mm-hmm. like then he could have oh yeah you know I mean and just would have kept on with the mantra of um, I'm the only hard champ you know what I mean yeah. like that and it would have fit it would have fit like okay that's it mm-hmm. this is like it's like any other tournament, like they just threw together, and that's that's a shame to yeah. do that to Owen Hart's name. That's, yeah, yeah. Like, 100%. I that's why I think like, um, <clears throat> well, the FDR guys should have been in the finals. Yeah. Just because, yeah. and my thought is that vein of, you know, kind of the underdog, because they've been kind it of. should have been that. Jungle Boy versus Dax, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That 100%. Jungle Boy, the problem is, had they done this storyline and gotten him away from Luchasaurus, which I, that's obviously what they're going to now, it's like you're a little late on that, dude, because you could have had him really shine in the tournament. Yeah. But then again, remember, this is, this is the tournament that all the really good matches happened before. Yeah, they were all the qualifier matches. All yeah, the all good the ones. yeah, and now it's like, Boring. Yeah. You as know, soon as they like, put their bracket together, you said, "Oh, oh yeah, never mind." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you worked yeah. this one in reverse. You're <laughs> getting from the matches I don't care about from the middle out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't care. Like especially if it's Kyler yeah. Riley, Adam Cole, nobody cares. Well, and another part of that, like Kyler Riley, Adam Cole, another element of all elite wrestling highlighting a feud among the elite. Yeah. You say you're a company that's building stars, you're pulling all these people in, you talk about how you're so much different than everyone else in the industry, 
and yet another main event caliber match. Anything with a fucking name, it's got to have the elite involved in some capacity. And this has gone since day one. Whether you know, the ring was a Cody was a Cody thing with MJF. The you know, it. it do I need thirty five percent of every show to be the Bucks related or the Elite related? And that's what it is, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not personally interested or impressed by the Bucks, especially not when they're talking. If they're gonna do anything, they better shut up about it. Uh. Let's talk a little more about uh, uh, Wardlow and MJF. This storyline actually is AEW Originals doing an AEW story using a guy who they say has been underutilized by WWE forever in the almighty Sean Spears looking more and more like a clown every time. I saw a lot of people comparing this segment, obviously, to the last, last time that they did this with Cody. And I thought it was funny to me that people were saying that Cody took it like a bitch and that Wardlow took it awesome. And I felt torn because it looked to me like they were complaining that Cody sold the shit out of it. Like it was a terrible thing to, to live through. And Wardlow acted like it didn't, it was a pointless thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I care as much now if Wardlow's not going to sell anything. Where with Cody, you're so like, God damn, Cody's going to be beat up before he gets there. Where now you see Wardlow go into the match and you go, well, Wardlow's fine. Like, like, I don't feel bad for Wardlow. For you know what I mean. Like you should want to feel bad for the guy at least a little bit, shouldn't you? Well, if it's if it's gonna hurt, and you're gonna do it to be a thing where it's this crazy painful thing. Then do it, and then don't have him get his ass beat by them at a the jobber. end. Like, yeah, like <laughs> like him getting stomped out after. You're like, oh, well, that was all fucking worthless. Like you you looked great for a while. Yeah, that was weird. Too, um, yeah. And then have yeah. Spears be the one to take him down too. You're like this jobber. Shakes, what do you think about this? I know you've been digging the MJF Wardlow stuff, uh, and I think it's been been solid overall, but I don't know. I'm not as invested in this story as I think I'm supposed to be. I mean, the storyline is great, but this, I didn't really like this one. Yeah. Um, It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And for him to just stand in the end is, that like it was nothing. I I don't know. I just could not read it right. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. So what is that going to prove? Or what is that proving that he's so tough he don't feel a lashing? I, I don't yeah. get the the concept of this. Like yeah. I, I just it, it was just weird to me. It was all weird to me. Everything about it was just weird. And again, like you said, I like this boy. I like this. I'm I'm invested, war pig, and everything. But yeah. this was like, hmm. well, and, and you, I like that you threw that out too, because like in terms of how weird it was to me, just the way that they shot it on camera, like you have him facing out, and if you're gonna do that, like part of it is showcase the damage done, right? And oh, that's true. It's, him facing camera and the rest of the crowd and I'm like sitting there like I don't even know if he's being hit I don't get this it just seemed really weird and it's true the first like, few it, of them I actually thought he didn't get hit at all I thought that he and, slapped the ground or something 
Yeah, and it's 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 meant to it's meant to humiliate, but it just seemed odd. Like it just seemed yeah. kind of. Like, There's part, not as much the subtlety soul. as there could have been. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if if Wardlow had sold it like he was in pain but trying not to sell it, that would have been something else. Could you been like, oh shit, dude, look how tough he is. He's not selling it. But you can tell that there's like pain in his eyes. Like if there's dudes who can do shit on that level. Like a Kevin Owens would be able to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like be able like, to go ahead. And, and I'm sorry, my bad for cutting you off, but and then like, you know, it was the one that really like got to him where he actually reacted and then he, he stopped this stuff when he's like, Okay, you got one more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was that that same. I was like I mean if you're gonna do this like build it up like I think of like a stone cold too where somebody's like they're gonna get hit and they're just like you can see it but they're like, Okay, I got it. He's right, just okay. no selling it yeah. at all. And then when and, he says one more right one more, you should have broke the damn handcuffs and all that. That's how mad you should have been, and and then beat up everybody like you usually do. Like that's that's nice. Yeah. I mean, this was like weird, and I'm sorry, Clump, but that that's oh, just weird. I you I couldn't say it better. Like I, I agree with you 100. percent It was just odd. It was oddly executed, oddly done. Felt weird after. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, and then to have Sean Spears standing tall, I thought it made the whole thing even seem less than. Because Sean Spears mm-hmm. has not been portrayed ever in his entire career as a threat. And so for him to be, like, standing on, on him, I was like, I know there's part of it where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the funny bit is that the jobber's pretending he's a tough guy. But he got the licks in at the end and then stood on top of him, and then they tried to make it look like, oh, look at, not the C4. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was just weird. Like, Sean's got no business in there. Well, and also him doing that move on Wardlow, like whenever, like I don't know if I, I've not seen him do the C four a lot, but him doing it, I'm like, cool. So you just fell, like it looked like he couldn't carry him, so it made yes. every, him look like shit. I was like, okay, well, yeah. maybe change your move up if you're gonna try and do it on somebody that weighs about as much as you do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe I was judging it harshly. Did you guys care a lot about the page match? I liked it. I thought. I thought Paige did good. I liked um, the the guy that they brought up for DDT, uh, Takashita. Yeah. Th- thought thought he showed up well, and everyone's been really speaking highly of him. And he did. It was a damn good match. He yeah. he bumped. He looked good. Um, the only thing I didn't really like was, and they did they did a lot better here, where Hangman didn't seem as out of control as some matches. You know, he didn't have that like he's getting his ass kicked the entire match, and then he wriggles it out mm. it looked like a good solid match but i feel like takashita kept doing things where it was just a little bit too not too much a little bit too, yeah like he was doing a little bit like too flowing like when he would jump over the ropes or get thrown over the ropes and you're like i mean if you're getting hurt and thrown over maybe just throw yourself over you clearly have great body control you can make that look better than like kicking yourself way up to a 180 degree flip it looks a bit funky mm. um i also didn't I get the 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 build up here is uh Paige oh. and CM Punk and I'm excited for that but also I too much punk too much punk yeah. um and they're both huge faces make punk a heel this would be a great time like 
I feel he would be much more compelling as a heel here because a face-to-face, you know, match is going to be weird. And Paige is the baby face, hmm. you know, and uh, I yeah. It's like they're teetering. I feel like they keep teetering on who's going to be the heel here, if I'm being honest. And I'm, I mean, in, in my house, CM Punk is the heel. I've never cheered him one time, and I feel like he's a pandering asshole, and everything he does is for his own sake and not for anybody else ever, and yep. it is what it is. Even when he does the, like, when Sasha and Naomi walked out and people were going back and forth on stuff, Punk decided that was his moment to shine. And it wasn't because Punk is out there trying to defend them. He didn't give a shit about Swole when she left. He doesn't give a shit about when Sasha and Naomi, when they walk out. He was doing it because he knew that it was going to get him recognized. It would get him trending. He does everything selfishly. Uh, Even when he wears those political shirts. I agree with what he's wearing. But I think he's yeah. wearing it too big because he wants to be trending because he's wearing that shirt in Texas. I don't think he's mm-hmm. doing it because he, he doesn't tweet about it. He doesn't talk about organizations to, to, to donate to and help. He goes, look at me, look at me, look at me every time. And that's why I don't like him. And I'm glad you said that too because in doing that, like I agree. I, like, I agree with the shirt. I agree with the sentiment. I wish you did more with it. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody else did more with it than make it a pandering point because, I mean, partly to me is like I align with that shit. I align with that value, but – and it's under it's not seen in wrestling a lot um dude he's real life joe gacy <laughs> yeah but if you're gonna be um if you're gonna try and bring your beliefs into it and stuff like that be consistent then go go in go in like do do it really like make it a thing uh it just seemed weird or you know make the company do it because i mean i i don't know i it just it, it, it's weird like it Cody did that better always. I mean, yeah, it was so funny at times when Cody would release a shirt for every cause for himself, and it was kind of funny. But he'd also do a fair amount of work with it, too, where, like, yeah, this is getting donated yeah, to, or there. we... Yeah. yeah, we're doing shit for it. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, it was always Cody shirts, but at least it went yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, I didn't get my AAPI shirt. <laughs> the Cody it's it's on the way. <laughs> it's happening. Shanks. No, but it's a month now. It is the month now. It is the month. Um, I did get a kick out of that, though, with people uh, uh, doing the Cody memes where he's got, like, the African hat on. And he's all, like, he's listening. And, like, when Sasha and Naomi walked out, he's like, oh, I got you. And then, like, someone even posted one right away when uh, because Naomi and Sonya were were having the feud when he showed up. They posted him, and they're all like, uh, Cody hears you, Naomi. He'll take care of it. And then when Sonya got you know, relieved of her official duties. They're like, see, Cody's already doing the work. <laughs> but here. that aside, at least they went to a charity, right? Shakes. What do you think about Paige, CM Punk, all that stuff? Um, I agree that CM Punk should be a heel. And I think, <laughs> I think that's where they're going. I think mm. that's where they're going. Um, they even to. put yeah, and they even put him on the commentary so he can start to talk trash so you can actually hear him yourself. And like I always say, to be a hill you gotta be somebody that's like, I really just don't wanna root for this guy. Like he has to mm-hmm. be a fucking asshole, man. And those yeah. are guys I love. Yeah, yeah. CM Punk. Yeah. Be a hill. All right, be a heel. Have some balls to do it. 
Like, and, has... and he'll be perfect to do it. It'll be perfect. His character hundred oh, percent is one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. You might as well. And and then like, you know, um, you have this monster where some people would put you in a wrestling's uh, Mount Rushmore, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of have this Hulk Hogan-ish figure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, like what I mean by that, I know you, 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 you sitting there like, no, Amanda, but I, what I mean by that is like, you're such a star that you know you're doing movies, you're doing all these other things, that you can come back to this business and say, well, this is just secondary. Ah, screw. Right? Yeah. And that can be a snobbish way for you to just boo this guy. Like, man, screw him then. I'm telling yeah. you, man, it, it will work. CM yeah. Punk as a heel is awesome. I think that's what they're doing, and they need to do that. As far as the match, I wasn't really interested in the match. I knew Hangman was going to win. Like, what are you doing? But I did yeah. like that, you know. <laughs> That um they had CM Punk on the commentary while they while he was wrestling, cause then you know he was saying a little slick shit that I was like, yeah, okay, I see what he's, <laughs> he's about to turn heel. He's about to turn heel. Let's go ahead. I did one thing I didn't like that I think was just kind of weak shit that Hangman needs to do better at is like when they did that like face off like come on. Yeah, I wanted hang. I wanted Hangman to step step up to him better because like it was just like, man, yeah. he just quit. circled around no. him and shit. Like, what was, was that? Funny. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like no. pointers from me. No, I was saying, yeah. I was saying it looked way tougher when you got an Osprey's face than when Paige got in Punk's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to get in Punk's face. Oh, if you thought me and Ocean Spray. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And it got more physical. <laughs> like I love me, I love my Millennium Cowboy. I love Hang, I love Hangman. But like, I you this underdog shit is not gonna work for for forever. And you're gonna hold the belt. It's just like yeah, there's it's supposed so... to be cowboy shit, and it's just normal shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why is he all sad? Oh, Hangman's just sad today. Uh, unless you guys have a lot to say about Britt Baker and Maki Ito, because I was not a fan of any second of any of this, but is it just me, or are they going to put Britt Baker the winner of the Owen Hart tournament for no goddamn reason? If we're all going to be in the finals. Yeah. Oh, Britt's God, gonna it's going to be a same, couple's right? thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, she ain't got the belt. It, it's good enough. No, she does She's not good enough, though. Put it on someone else. You've been fucking highlighting for Brit for this whole damn time. Tony is so obsessed with Brit, he doesn't give a shit about the rest of the women. And it's evident by the... And that's why she doesn't need the Owen tournament. Give it to another woman you can make a star. Because you did the best you're going to do with Brit. She's at where she's at. She's not getting better. Like, Jamie Hater. That would have been perfect. Hater would have been good. Tony Storm would have been good. Ruby Soho would have been good. But I think they're going to put it on Brit, and that's going to be it. Statlander. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good one. Make make Statlander stand out because you brought her in under such shit circumstances. Hadn't her be a stupid alien clown. Let her be serious now. Let her go through this tournament and wreck it and win it and say, no, she's the fucking star. You pay attention now, you know? But they're not. They're going to put it back on Brit. 
did feel jar. I haven't watched it in a bit, so watching Statlander talk like a normal person was jarring, but also positive. But yes, part of me really wanted her to like talk like an alien, like just like like speak in very like monotone, like unaware. Mm-hmm. Like that would be great, but I'm also like lasting power. Yeah, that's gotta be better. Uh, yeah, she did Great, seem really uncomfortable. Like, greetings, earthlings type shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will destroy brands. And you're like, this is great. Yeah. She did come <laughs> off way uncomfortable, and I was like, okay, so she knows she's got to change, and she's not ready to do it. So, And it was rough later. with, like, three the, – the the other three women there, they're all – they all have such presence. You're like, oh, this sucks. I'm sorry. I'm really – I'm really yeah. sorry. Chris, you got, you got fucked to your heart. It was tough. <laughs> like, this it was is a tough. bad idea. The other one that was remarkably tough, if you don't mind us moving forward a little bit, Serena Deeb cutting a five-minute promo about how she's going to kick Dustin Rhodes' ass and how Tony Schiavone can go fuck himself. This match coming up at the pay-per-view, uh, Serena Deeb versus Dustin Rhodes with Tony Schiavone in his corner is going to be great. This This segment built up that match more than any other match that she might possibly be involved in. I think also the women's champion might have been slightly involved for a couple of seconds before she got knocked the fuck out and walked away from. Yeah, that was weird. It's hard to say. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. But like, damn, what are you doing? Serena Deeb. Okay. That was, I mean, some people, I think, thought it was kind of rough. Like, dude. Not even a little bit. It was pretty, it was pretty fucked up. <laughs> it was pretty fucked up. But I got a hand to her. A lot of bitterness, and that that was great. Came a lot out. of bitterness, and you know, I, I honestly was like, "You go, girl, you go, yeah. you earn that respect," because it's true. She was never respected by a lot yeah. of people. You know, producer lady was was uh, right around the corner from the TV. Uh, she was prepping dinner, and she kept asking me if Serena was drunk. Because from when you just listened to it, there was a lot of slurred and, and compound yeah. words. And I couldn't tell if she was super nervous or a little she's slurred. Nervous. Like, well, But I, it was it was jumbled. Sober. I'm not saying she's not sober. I'm just saying well, like know, the but, sound yeah. of being drunk is, an, is going to be an extension of something. If it's not actual intoxication, nerves, or, or being ill-prepared or something. I don't know. Clump, you had a, something? Yeah, I was like, I was like, is she putting on an accent? I was like. What is this? It sounded really odd. It was a. I liked Dynamite before I got on the show, y'all. Yeah. Like I thought was this wasn't that bad, and I'm now like, but it was. I'm realizing this is a lot of weird shit. Like, the the, the it, it. I it did feel odd. Like I don't know if it was slurring, drunk. It seemed it, or I don't know. It maybe she has a cold. A cold's been going around and. That's she took true. some use the next night before she went out, and, you know, it was sleepy time, yeah. but it was weird. Yeah, she sounded weird, and I'm not saying not to like the promo, because I thought the promo in and of itself as a bubble wasn't necessarily bad in that her delivery was a little weird, and the fact it had almost nothing to do with Thunder Rosa was very weird. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Thunder Rosa comes out and gets chumped out right yeah. away was very weird. Someone did the math on it, and in the... The 80-something days that Thunder Rose has been champion, she has had less than 20 minutes collectively on TV since then. Wow. She's your fucking champion. But you know who's had way more time than that? Britt. I don't know. Britt Baker. 
And uh, at this time, uh, Tony would like to talk to you guys about how diverse his roster is and how appreciated and how much time he gives. Because he also did have a weird commercial segment where he talked about things. Yes. Like, this is odd. Yep. His Asian-American uh, Pacific Islander. I appreciated the, 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 the sentiment. But part of me, like, I, I was watching him. It's like, you grew up a billionaire. Yep. Like, I, 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 if your dad came out who owns the company and talked about, like, you know, his journey from Pakistan to the United States and, like, working and becoming su- such a business, I get great, but I don't know. I didn't like, need I, Tony to narrate that. Yeah. Well, you can Tony, highlight the talent without Tony being there acting like a weirdo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My take on that was, yeah. you know, dude, I know you're only celebrating because, um, sorry, your country of origin happens to lie in Asia. So I think this was a grain of salt, dude. No. But mm. my thing is, if you're such this champion of diversity, well, what what the fuck do we see on TV every week? Yeah. Yeah. Not that mm-hmm. I know. Uh, Shakes. Well, yeah, like, uh, that was weird. I agree with y'all. But I, I don't know if I missed this segue or this segment, but the um what happened with Jericho and the Jericho um appreciation society yeah, we're like, going to that. he was really yeah yeah I went into that right no I'm saying we haven't gotten to I, it. we can go into that now like I'm done oh, with yeah, the stream oh, stuff oh, oh man okay so well wow let me crack it then <laughs> yeah. like man like he was really getting personal like he really put a lot of their business out, and I was like, uh-huh. "Were they really okay with that?" Because I don't know. I I seen the reaction of them, and it didn't look like they were too happy about that. Like, like sometimes you know, that would that would be pre something that they was talk about before. Like, okay, I'm gonna show you this, and and then you can see it in their face. Like, it it may sting a little bit, but they knew it was coming. I don't think they knew this was coming. Well, I also Not the feel... reaction that I seen. Oh yeah, no, I I get you. I get. I agree with that. Like it, it felt. And if it was scripted, or that was the thing, why did Jericho get all these super deep, bad shots? And like your response, like before Eddie was, yeah, I shoved your tooth your toothbrush up my ass, and I shoved your right. toothbrush up my ass. Like that just seemed so weak sauce to it. Like. You know that that would have been a great chance to say something more to to everyone do something more, and it looked weird. Also, just like we're not going to talk about Jericho. Like, I would have loved Regal to be like, "And you've lost, you've gained and lost fifty fucking pounds since you've been here, right? Because you like to go touring and drinking, dude. Come on." Yeah, yeah, I I would like to see them. That's something I've noticed about with all the promos that Jericho's a part of, where he digs on someone. The other person isn't allowed to dig in. Even someone else was, uh, the Eddie Kingston one. Someone pointed out when it was Kingston and Jericho. Jericho was really ragging on Kingston hard, and Kingston came back with almost nothing. Well, like, well, fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bitch, let's fight. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like like, I get it. I like the I like that you're pissed, but like. Why can't you say more? Because, Eddie, you can talk. Yeah. Talk. You can talk and you can fucking go for it. Talk about his fucking obvious hair plugs. Talk about his incredible weight gain. Talk about how in two months he suddenly lost it all. Are you on the sauce, dude? Like, fucking burn him. 
Like, say, if you want to take shots about me and my family and my demons, let's fucking not pretend that you're not out here looking like a former self. You had the entire NBA fan base calling you a fucking washed-up has-been and laughing at our whole company. You had our whole company in a bad light because you couldn't keep your shit together. You know what I mean? Like, fucking dig on him, but he's so fucking protected, it's annoying. Because you watch it, and it's not like, boo. It's like you watch it and go, why the fuck are the badasses just bowing down? You look like Iggy Pop ate Iggy Pop. Like, you look sad. What? What is yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And I get so upset with Eddie Kingston. He was my... He, I was behind him so hard. Mm-hmm. And they have just softened him up. Think what he game. comes... It, yeah. it goes back to that. He talks all this shit and is never able to back it up. And then when it really comes pushed to shove and someone starts really ragging on about something... All he says is, fuck you, dude. Like, And it's never what I know he can be. And it sucks because you're like, I can't even buy into you. Well, and if you're going to do that and like have him say, fuck you, dude, try and fight, why Why let anyone hold him back? Let his ass run out there and go and then have it be a blow-up. Yeah. So do that and then like get in the middle like, no, I'm sorry. Like, Let him go. Let it be a thing. Yes. Let this happen, you know? But he's coming off like a dude who's picking a fight who doesn't want to be in the fight. It sucks. So I agree with uh, with Shakes as far as like the hell's going on here. I also, I mean, we don't kink shame on here because we are big fans of Bad Dragon. But when you tell me your big comeback is that you put you put that dude stuff up your ass, it feels like two sided weird, you know? Yeah. I'm all like, okay, so you got back at that dude because you were putting stuff up your butthole. Like, you don't sound like a badass. You sound like you're doing weird shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Ooh, tough guy. What's going on yeah. over there? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I got more than one question. And in our match, I'm going to jam more things up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jam your mics. I'm going to jam your family up my ass. Okay, yeah. William, chill. Yeah. Will, what yeah. the fuck? You know, some people reach in the front of their pants and pull out Knox. He's going to reach up the back. You got yes. to shake him real quick. And you're going to be like, come on. Oh, he's got the brown knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Brown stain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Re- Regal's return the ring. He comes out in white trunks with a st- streak up the back. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like, I don't. Know. That segment went on for fucking ever. Yeah. And and they st- they stretched so hard to talk about WWE as much as they could, because that's all Jim- Jericho's whole gimmick right now is that he's the WWE guy. They were really stretching. They got real into it where every time it was all like, uh, oh, is it, we were the good eye for an eye match. So that would people be like, what's the other eye for an eye match? It's like, oh, WWE did an eye for an oh, you, You're trying to veer the conversation to WWE when I should be thinking about two dudes who want to rip each other apart, and I'm not. Yeah. Kind of make me want to go back and watch Rey Mysterio lose an eyeball. Yeah. No, it, it's <laughs> like it, it, it's old, it, it's every – promotion that's lost to WWE starts going to this point where it's like, well, remember this? Like, you, yeah. how long before one, like, nothing would make me happier than somebody just coming out and saying, like, I'm done talking about your glory day somewhere the fuck else. Yeah. I don't care. You're here now. That's why Freddie is going to be our lord and savior. Yes. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. is going to save us all. Mm-hmm. I will say my favorite part of the whole thing, though, is when Jericho starts to to say he wants to do a stadium stampede stampede match, and Moxie said, I'm not doing that shit. 
That was my yeah. favorite part of the whole thing. He goes, no. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing that shit. No, yeah. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, that was the best part to me. Yeah, that yep. was good. And why have they... Why have they castrated Daniel Bryan on the mic, too? We know that dude can talk and rile up a crowd, and they just have not given him a mic in months. He doesn't need one. Everyone around him doesn't need one. Yeah. No, I know. (laughs) That's why they have Regal. Regal is the mouthpiece. Yeah, but, like, you... But everyone talks about Jericho. I mean, everybody talks about Daniel Bryan. Go ahead, Clone. Yeah, I I, I agree with Marshall. He was like, yeah, Regal can talk. Yeah, Moxley can talk. Yeah, Eddie can talk. I, I'd like everyone else to also talk too in their grievances because it, like, Santana Ortiz, I'd love them to say some shit. Like, I'd love uh, to see Daniel Bryan. You know what? Only one person in the entire storyline has ever done literally talked themselves into the main event of WrestleMania. Everyone else never talked themselves into the main event of WrestleMania of one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. And you're not going to give that guy the mic. Daniel Bryan went over the crowd on the mic. Yeah. And talked himself into a point where the company had no choice but to put him in the main event of WrestleMania 30 in a two-match night. Jericho can say he main evented WrestleMania one time, but it was happenstance. And because he was in the ring with Triple H, he didn't talk himself there. He rode along and got there. Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. talked himself there. Give him the fucking mic. All I'm saying is tried and true. (laughs) I did like the fact that they tried to stop Judas from happening. That was good. But that damn crowd, just say no, people. Well, I, 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 that would be, I think maybe the same that song. One, I, I noticed this more and more is they start it and they have about 15 seconds before anyone hits that hits that entrance map so the crowd has to sing it yeah like somebody talk about that like why you know like make fun of jerk like i call jerk out on it your contract's fucking amazing you get it so that these dumbasses sing for your shit and then you come out like no dude i love on chris van valet jericho was on there and he said that when those fans started singing it, it was so organic and they never expected it to happen he goes we never prompted them to do it he goes, we never gave them lyrics. And I was like, you literally did. Mm-hmm. That was a whole thing. You guys tweeted out the lyrics and said, oh, don't go singing it. Like, people weren't on to what you were doing. Like, he's already – it happened less than a year, like less than three years ago, and he's already trying to pretend that it didn't. Maybe he did take a lot of notes from Vince McMahon. You know? <laughs> you write history right away. <laughs> Get above it. Well, it, it yeah. No, I, you know, I was supposed to go next week to Las Vegas. I mean, it's not yeah. happening. I'm a little sad about that. Thanks, uh, Tony, for whatever. But anyways, um, on the cruise, I did not sing that. I was like, yeah, I'm the only one there. Well, actually, there are a couple other people. But I was like, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm. you're not getting me to sing this shit. Dude, I went to a Fozzie concert, and I was one of three people singing it. No one was singing it at a Fozzie concert either. Apparently they were when he was in San Francisco recently. Well, because wrestling fans came to that one. When I went yeah. to the Fozzie concert, he wasn't in AEW. He still had the light-up jacket. He was on hiatus, so the, no one knew knew it Is yet. Is that when he was dancing with the stars, too? I don't know about that. That could be. 
They, yeah, you was. could do that. That was the whole. Anyways, but no, I mean, I. I was yeah. at the last show. He ever wore the light up jacket too, just for the record. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He. But. Yeah. No. Um. Was there something else about that segment you wanted to bring up, Shakes? Or were you just saying that it was weird? No. Yeah, that was, yeah that's weird. It's so such a weird we... thing to me because they're they're getting real close to this pay-per-view, and this is really close to the go-home show, and it seems like a lot of things just got real sloppy here at the end of these builds. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't say the show was inherently a bad show because the wrestling was good in almost all the matches. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a lot of the in-between was kind of like, that was weird. You know what I mean? Like, the stories were all weird, but the matches were good. And so it's like, it's probably why you walked away thinking, like, yeah, not a half-bad show, Clump. You know, like, because by the end of it, you're like, yeah, I saw a bunch of wrestling matches that were solid. But when you kind of really go back and say, like, what did I see here? Everything between the matches was, like, awkward and weird. And what are we doing? You know? Tony Storm looked good. Tony Storm looked great. She didn't say a fucking thing or do anything. But she looked great. But she didn't have to. (laughs) She did not have to. Because her presence just was, that was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I like I mean, her music. It kind of sounds like Barracuda. sounds like a knockoff version yeah, of Barracuda. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I never that. But I think that, I don't think Tony has gotten the concept of building one of these, you know, the big marquee pay-per-views. I don't think he. I agree. He, he doesn't have that concept. Yeah. It it just is still his like ADD. I'm on drugs kind of. Oh okay, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very disappointing. Oh yeah. By the way, yeah. this is the. Uh, I just tried the Cutwater uh, Adult Popsicles. This is my sponsored, not sponsored salute. Mango margarito. Well, it's a, theirs is a thing of margaritas. So there's huh. mango. There's strawberry. There's one that's just like salt. It's like, called cut I water. Like, yeah, those are the ones that do like the mai tai in the can and the yeah. Moscow mule. But anyways, so I tried them, and it's like alcoholic water pop. Yeah, Hell there's yeah. a lot of alcohol in this. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been sitting here like, huh. yeah, it's a little strong, but very good, very good. you know what? It's actually not too bad. I want to try the truly ones because those ones are lemonade. Yeah. Mm, so. Those are supposed to be but good. Yeah. So yeah, so remember, you know, you don't have it's not who you're drinking with and what you're drinking. Yeah. It's the pops. Uh it's all about the pops. <laughs> Responsibly. Yeah. Uh was there anything else in AEW that, that anybody wanted to to break down at all? I think we covered well, it all. Go ahead, man. Just watching, you know, the other stuff throughout the week, I think they're starting to pull away from Dark Order. Yes. I got I that impression with, this one, too. Yeah, and I think with, you know, Stu not, you know, resigning, and now you have the tag team of 10 and 1. Yeah. You know, um, that's not happening. Silver and Reynolds are breaking off into their own little universe. Alan Angels. Um, yeah. I know... He's been doing just great doing indies out there. I mean, mm. his, his girlfriend lives in my area, so he's always out here now. And um, I saw him in this really small place, and I was like, dude, he's like, he's pretty damn good. They don't utilize him mm. as such. And then obviously, Colt, I don't know what the hell's going on yeah, with him. He's been MIA. 
Yeah. But, yeah. you know, who knows? That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought that was very interesting about it. And especially because are they hinting that they want to have uh, an Amanda Huber doll with that the Jazzwares thing? I was thinking about oh, that. Oh, that could be. Yeah. They should just do it anyway. Should have had a little family pack. And don't even, don't, just don't even put it for sale. Just, you know, something nostalgic for them, you know? Yeah, give it to them. It's yeah. a little creepy, you know? I, I don't yeah. know, but that's, I don't yeah. know. All I know is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to see if anyone else said, saw that about Dark Order. So it's, I, I noticed that with the 10 I, to I 1 agree, thing. I agree. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying I agree. I think that they are kind of disbanding. Yeah. And which they should. I mean, it's a lot of them, and they need to just really make a name for their own self. Yeah, yeah, but I, but really, Dark Order was all about Evil Uno and Stu Grayson at the beginning. Yep. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then it kind of got hijacked by Brody because they're trying mm -hmm. to give right. a new life, and then that obviously went the way that it went. And then they were trying to see if John Silver could carry it, and then that really hasn't been the case and so yeah i think that it's about time like you said let them break off let them have their names back stop calling people one and two and three and four like anna but jay and Tay conti already broke away from it you know well i do like how with 10 because his name is preston how they spell it press 10 with the oh, 10 that's good yeah which i thought was really kind of creative so i'll give them that um but yeah no we don't need it and he's a good looking dude underneath that um that mask yeah Oh, you know, yeah, whatever. And I really want Colt to go back without having to do all this other bullshit. Yeah, I can see that for sure. We got to get in shape to wrestle punk because it's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to get heel punk right there. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Gonna uh, anything else from AEW? Shakes, did you watch any of NXT this week? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, my, did you check any of the? Again. It's all good. Did you? Did you? Did you go back and check any of the stuff that we'd mentioned last week? A couple things or no? No, but what was that? What was the homework I was supposed to check? Well, it wasn't necessarily homework, but it was just. Uh, I'd be curious to know what you thought of, um, like, uh, Natalia versus Cora Jade was a really good one. Uh, specifically, we've been really digging on Joe Gacy, although his stuff's a little over the top and a little almost supernatural. It's been really good, uh, so I'd be curious to know what you thought about it at some point. But it's not like okay, okay, a dire thing. Uh, I will say though, if if we're caught up on uh, on AEW and you didn't watch NXT, if you want about because it's late over there, uh, there's no problem with that whatsoever. Because I think me and Amanda are the only two who watched NXT. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that way you're uh, not. Yeah, that way you don't feel like obligated or like tied down or nothing. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. It's been a long day too, man. I've been doing a lot of content today, so. But man, yeah. you know me, man. I love talking wrestling. So, man, when I when you say you were still on, I said, "Oh, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate awesome, you coming man. through, Thanks. dude. But that's why I set it up this way with this kind of overlay, so that way people can kind of jump in and out and make it a little bit more fluid that way for uh, for if we have I a break off, you know. But if you do start watching um, a little bit of NXT, I think I some of the highlights really that kind of stand out. If you can watch like Legato Del Fantasma, mm -hmm. watch. Um, 
Santos is so good, dude. Santos is so good. Oh my god, just, I'm like, why isn't this man on the main roster? It is so fascinating. Right. Well, except for Electra Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out, my um, my little nephew. Um, I'm getting to say some things sometimes because he he's a hardcore NXT guy. And oh yeah, he kills me because he's he watched the show. He loves the show, by yeah. the way. And he's like, man, they. It was getting on you because you ain't know nothing about NXT. I was trying to tell you, you need to watch it. And I was like, I know, I know, I know. Braun Breaker. I mean, there's a lot of good reasons yeah. to, so, uh, to watch. So, I would just be curious because of our earlier conversation about Swerve. I'd be curious how you uh, how you would Carmelo. receive uh, Carmelo and Trick Williams as a team. Uh, you they know, got kind I, of I that same kind of. I'm a Melo fan. Oh, yeah, yeah? Every time he shoots, he don't miss. That's nope. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Him and Trick both have been like impressing me more and more every time they do something else. So. Trick is getting really good. That dude and Carmelo's got arms like legs, dude. Mm-hmm. He came out and he leaned up on the rope, and I was like, "Fuck, are those quads?" Like, Saquon. But um, yeah, thank you again, Ref Mars. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was nice talking to you again, Miss Amanda and uh, Clump. I know if you're listening. It was nice meeting you, brother, and uh, I hope to hear from y'all again next week because I will be here. So. Yeah, for Yay! sure, dude. We'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, okay. same shakes. Awesome, man. No problem, man. Have a good night. Cool, cool, everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't want to tie him or, or Clump whenever he comes back. Uh, we'll let him know, too, because I don't think he got a chance to watch, so uh, he could always break away, too. That's what I thought was nice about this new kind of layout is it doesn't feel – it feels a little more freeform in that, in that regard, but that gives you and me a little bit of time to talk NXT – uh, did you so last week's NXT you missed right well I watched parts of it afterward yeah. because I had to watch Natty Corgi which I loved but wasn't that great it, you know Natty I mean we've said it before but it's Natty I just love her so much you know and yeah, yeah it was great I mean it was beautiful uh, it was really yeah. rough uh, Clump, did you uh, did you watch any? You didn't watch any NXT, right? Oh, yeah. It was all good. If you want, I don't want you to feel like you got to stick on. If you don't want, I know it's a little bit later for you uh, with the stuff you got going on. Uh, you can bow out because I have the setup the way that it is. It's a lot more fluid. Like Shake's already already dipped out because he's on the East Coast. Um, I don't want you to feel like stuck. And yeah, I, that's what I liked about this layout is uh, it's it's more fluid for in and out. Well, with that. Y'all have a fantastic day. It was a pleasure hanging out with y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Yay. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard it, but Shake said he really liked meeting you, and he hopes to see you more. So, hell yeah, I'll be on. He was awesome. I'm yeah. excited to see more of him. See you guys. Yay, see, see you later, man. Um, yeah, I know he uh, he's got to take care of like some kids right yeah. around nine o'clock a lot. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you got to see Natty and Cora because that was <laughs> killer. What have you been thinking about what they've been doing with? With Gacy. You know, as someone, like, I've been saying, oh, my God. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know. And now I'm, like, really sold with it. Um, It's just interesting where it can go. Yeah. So, for me, I'm watching it like a, like, man, I'm invested to see really what, where we're going with this and what's going to happen. Because yeah. it's such a, I don't want to say it's unique, but it's a different twist on a cult leader that yes. we haven't seen before. 
yeah. and how it's developed into what it is now, I I did not expect it to do that. I thought it would yeah. be something, oh, this is going to fizzle away and whatever. But it's just, he's so damn good. Like, I think I just, he's amazing at what he's doing. Here's yeah. the thing that I want to know if you catch. A lot of people have been saying that he feels like a knockoff Bray Wyatt. I feel like he's so different than Bray Wyatt in so many ways. It's a different, it's a different, um, he's approaching being kind of that, um, that cult leader in a totally different way, Yeah. you know? And I think that, I mean, people see the two, you know, the guys with the hoods and whatever behind him and, and whatnot and all these other weird, like Druid people and whatnot, but it's completely different. Because I think it's more psychological, if that makes sense, than anything that Bray ever did. That I, well, when I saw, when I used to watch it. Yeah, because there was even times where Bray was saying stuff and you didn't know what the hell he was talking about. You yeah. know what, you know what Gacy's talking about. Well, yeah, uh, you, you're going to know. And it's kind of creepy. And yeah, yeah, Bray was just creepy because you're like, what the fuck was that? You know? Yeah. When I hear people say they think that Joe Gacy is a knockoff Bray Wyatt, it sounds to me like them saying that any luchador is a knockoff Rey Mysterio. You go, yeah, Yeah. there's a similarity in that Mm -hmm. they were kind of cult leaders uh, and they're bad guys. And And there's aspects of supernatural or at least confusion in the mindset. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of that, no. Even that, there was someone who was, uh, they were were trying to shit on the last Gacy match, how he kind of like hung upside down in the corner kind of like a handstand on the second turnbuckle mm-hmm. and people were like oh all of a sudden now he's doing this Bray Wyatt thing I'm like, first off he's been doing that since his first match in he's yeah. been doing that for over a year now yeah and I was like so it's not all of a sudden secondly it's very different there mm-hmm. is similar that their head is upside down but he's doing a weird ass handstand mm-hmm. he's actually more vulnerable in that position than Bray was because Bray had a lot of control with the, his positioning. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yeah, this position, there's a lot of elements that it could go wrong. Yeah. Like, really horribly wrong. Um, yeah, that's true. That's not the thing. Uh, I don't see how people see that. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that what he's doing is pretty rad. Especially the... the I, I don't understand the stipulation, though. He said mm-hmm. if Braun loses his emotional control he forfeits the title like how the fuck is that even measurable you know what i mean yeah i mean that was kind of odd but i'm thinking that him like maybe like him like i don't know cracking and not being like the norm of him because you can kind of see it where he's building kind of a frustration yeah and that we haven't seen him do before. So I think that might be what it is. It would but I don't I know. I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's as simple as a uh, title changes hands for disqualification. So Maybe. if he loses his cool and gets himself disqualified, he still loses the title. Yeah. Could and be. this might just be a weird way of, of wording that. Yeah. But it's masterful if it is, if that is the, the case. You know? And it could be a cool way to get the title off Braun and move Braun on and get the title on Gacy where Braun mm-hmm. never really took a loss. He just lost his fucking cool and it is what and it then, is. He yeah. was outsmarted. Yeah. You know? I think that that would be that would be a good way of doing it so he doesn't have 
that that loss. Yeah. And can because we are we already know it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking his third match in, like yeah. you know, I don't know why you're down here still, but you know, I get it. Because they don't want to make they don't they want to make sure that it's it's right. You know what I yeah. mean? Because they've had failures before, so that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, speaking for uh, ready to move on, Carmelo and Trick against Solo and and uh, Cameron Grimes opened the show, and everyone here I thought was awesome. I mm-hmm. saw people give a lot of criticism. They didn't like Carmelo Hayes taking a pin for the loss here. But I'll be honest, Solo Sokoa has taken a pin in almost every single match I was say, that yeah. any combination of these guys have ever had. Yeah. It's always Solo taking the pin from everybody. So for me, I was just happy to see Solo get the pin. I didn't care who it was on. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought, too. Because I was like... And because it's a tag, it's not damaging to, to, to Carmelo as a Solo, but it can lead to something, right? So let's say let's say Carmelo takes the title at at In Your House back. Well, now Solo said I got next, and I've already pinned you once. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you can have Cameron Grimes move on, or you could, you know, mm-hmm. you could do a few things with it. But I think it at least allows the idea of Solo looking strong for once, because he's keeps losing in all these, and I just need that guy and to that, win from time to time. And then I thought it was weird, too. It's like, surprised that Trick didn't take the pin, but mm-hmm. Melody. And so I thought, well, but so I got the pin. So I'm like, I couldn't even remember yeah. the last time or if he ever had gotten the pin on all these guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like the match a lot. I thought it was awesome. Oh, yeah, and the crowd's too. on fire for Solo. They love that dude. And they're starting to go on tour. Do you see that? They're going to start going traveling the, the little Florida loop. Oh, the coconut, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Coconut loop. They're going to start doing fair. it, uh, but, but for the shows, though. So that way they're not going to be just in the in the CWC, which I think could be really helpful in shaking up that crowd and getting an actual response from what people like, you know? Unless all of them like are like, let's caravan and go all over Florida. That'd be pretty fucking fun. Yeah, but, you know, I want to see that NXT vibe out here. I mean, I think the yeah. West is a good measure of it of I think because of the the indie wrestling we've always gotten yeah that's just my opinion so yeah I can see that um I felt like last week was a a more complete excitable episode if I'm being honest than this week this week felt a little bit slow in a sense like there was just kind of not as much going on but the matches were pretty solid for the most part. Um, I don't understand what they're doing at Pretty Deadly at all. I don't get what their gimmick is. No. I, I think they're transvestites, but I'm not actually positive, and they've never really said it. And I can't exactly. tell if they're I can't tell if they're mocking transvestites or if they're like celebrating. And it's just kind of a weird place to be where it's all like I don't know if I'm meant to boo you or cheer you or I don't know if you're trying to do something to rile me up and it's not. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get it. It's very so. awkward and uncomfortable. 
those are the two words I will say because I don't know it's like are you making fun yeah is it tongue-in-cheek or is this yeah. really something serious and yeah I don't know and it, it's kind of like in a way it insults it's not ins just insulting my intelligence but it's like is it me or does other people feel like there's something really not right with this and it probably is offensive somewhere? Yeah. yeah. That's what I can't tell. It's like, I don't know if it's meant to be offensive or it's really not meant to be offensive. You know, mm -hmm. it's really weird. Thea Hale, though, that 18-year-old new signee, she's got a week left of high school. What a fucking cool story she's got. Oh, yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she's been doing on the indies at all. Her gear looked familiar, but she doesn't look ultimately familiar to me, and I'm not sure why that mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. um, but I am thinking if she's long-term going to be a professional wrestler, how amazing is is this for her? For her, Cora Jade, Roxanne, they're all like sub-20. Mm -hmm. 20 or less. Mm -hmm. To be able to learn in the facility they're learning in, the way that they are, like... Their future is bright no matter how you cut it, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if they don't work at long-term WWE, if they leave, they're going to have all the ability and skill to do whatever. Like, this is just so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where I think, too, um, WWE did really well with the selection of young women yes. that they've gotten. Just as, in a way... Um, because I can't wait to, to see what Nick Wayne actually ends up doing when I know he got the contract with AEW. But I wonder, I'm like, are they going to be around when he's old enough? But, but yeah, no, I just, it's, it's great to see that. I mean, because there is a lot of talent. Like, I'm excited because one of our ones that was the under 18, Starboy Charlie, he's back. Mm -hmm. Now, he had a really horrific um, injury at yeah. uh, GCW. But now he's back, mm -hmm. so it's gonna be it's gonna be really really cool to see. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm excited to see him versus Speedball Mike Bailey. That'll be really good. So, yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, but cool. yeah, I I think that it it was phenomenal because when I saw her, I was like, I feel like I know should know who she is. Yeah, but yet I didn't know, and then it had me going on a different train of thought of. When is Zoe Starks coming back? Yep. I've been wondering yeah. about her a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I would think by now she Her and Eo both we've not seen in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, Eo we haven't seen in a while. Uh, let's see. Lash Legend, Tatum Paxley. I was impressed by Tatum Paxley, for sure. Yeah. I thought Lash looked better here than she's looked. I like her music. Whatever yeah. that's worth, but yeah. Lash is getting better, you know. Yeah, I don't know. She kind of in her own weird way with her development. I think she kind of reminds me of um, what we used to see with um, Alicia Fox, where mm. kind of at first it's kind of like mm, a little clunky, a little whatever. But as time progressed, it got a little bit better. And then there was a point where it got, it was like, wow, total yeah. like 180. So I'm waiting for that with Lash. And I think that probably there's a possibility that'll probably happen. I hope it does for her sake. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know what I noticed about this episode, too? They came up with the reason for every match that is going to happen next week. Yeah. Like, instead of just announcing matches, they had something happen this week that said, next week we're going to do this, next week we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. So the the whole show in between matches Mm -hmm. was storyline that brought you to a match for next week. And I thought that they don't always do a good job of doing that. And I thought this week they did an awesome job of doing that. Well, the one that I thought was kind of funky and weird was the whole um, Electra Lopez was her match next week. I thought that was kind of weirdly presented. Yeah, but yeah. at least she had a reason instead of just being yeah, I mean, she had a reason. But, yeah, but it was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. And what was weird about that is uh so she so she showed up with uh Cora and Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Electra's been there the longest, but she also felt like the most uncomfortable talking. Yeah. You know? Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Cora and Roxanne really stood out as like future megastars. Yeah, because she seemed okay when Legato was all together. Yes. But then this was like, it was like, uh... Yeah, her voice was shaky. Yeah, I was like, did... Yeah, it's hard to have, you know, you don't want someone to have, like, a crutch like that, but it's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. if... Yeah. Those are some big shoes to be with. So, definitely. It's like, you've gotta... You gotta step it up and represent so it yeah. doesn't look like that. What's the weakest link? Well, that's the weakest link, because... Yeah, he's not like completely comfortable. Yeah, that would be one where if Phantasma got called up and she didn't come along, I would get it. Yeah, same here. I would think it's a bummer, but I would get it. Yeah. What do you think of the Indy Hartwell video? Was she? I wonder if it's too late. Yeah. With Indy, I mean, I get where she's trying to go. But it's like you're putting some really bad shit. Yeah. And, you know. It is uphill. For yeah. Sure. And I don't know if this will be part of the salvation. I think it's like the shit. This is like the last ditch effort. And if not, then yeah, I don't see it going anywhere. I I'm think that she needs a total rebrand too. And much the same that like we got Alba Fire. Mm-hmm. Just take her off for a few months, bring her back, have her mm-hmm. cut some promos about going through a change and a shift. Mm-hmm. I think if Indy's gonna gonna last, that they're gonna need to do something like that. Just take her off TV for a few months, mm-hmm. start doing some vignettes where she's dropping Hartwell or adding something. Like give her a shift because as it stands where we're at, like this has been run into the dirt and it's hard to yeah. latch onto any of it and. Yeah, and that and there's so many women that are coming up that have a more interesting, I don't want to say like more storyline or anything, but mm-hmm. that are more interesting. Like when you see um, when you see Roxanne and you see, you know, Corey literally, Jane, literally Tiffany. everyone in the breakout. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Tiffany. Everyone in the breakout tournament, they've all got their little things. Tayton Paxley, I thought her whole gimmick was a little weird, where she's like this secretary of sorts. Yeah, I was like, what is that? But Yeah, but she yeah. gave it her all, and it was still more interesting than whatever Indy's up doing right now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I imagine that Paxley's going to change at some point. There'll be a shift in that character where it's a little less like Dana Brooke the analyst, but... Yeah. 
at the same time, like, yeah, I think that Indy's got to go through a shift like that. Yeah, she needs a major overhaul. And, you know, that's a a real hard one. It's like you just, you know, like your other team, you know, that you were with just kind of, I don't want to say imploded, but it was gone. And then you're stuck in this stupid one that then all of a sudden everybody's gone. So it's like, well, you know. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, she needs an overhaul because she's got a ton of potential, but it's just, it's absolutely run its course to the point where, like you said, I think it is too late to just pull the nose up. So I think you need to to do the Phoenix, you know, like burn it and rebuild it. Yeah, because she could have the most incredible match against Mandy. Okay. But that's not going to save her, though. No, it'll just be a good match on a show one time. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, so yeah, she's going to need something... A shift, a big yeah. shift, because I don't want her released or anything. I don't want her gone. I just but, desperately want to care. Well, she, yeah, and she's in a position now that it's like, w- w- what else is there? You know, almost yeah. kind of like with Dakota. You were like, what the fuck is going? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah, sad. But, yeah. She's actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah. 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 She seems awesome, and I love the fact that she's a super fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she seems like everything's cool there. Like, we were so excited about her when we first started seeing her on TV. Even the first couple times we saw her, I think she jobbed out to Naya on Raw. I think they I did, did that with her right away. Yeah. Um, just to get her, like, out there for something. Yeah. Uh, we loved it right away because we knew who she was, and we knew her backstory, and we were super excited. And, like, every time she came out, it was like, go, go, go. And then... Mm-hmm. The more she started getting into the way stuff, it was like, oh no! Like the way was just brutal. I think that was the so, beginning, the end. Yeah, so I think she needs and, an overhaul. Yeah, and and people too. were excited at, a, at the fans at AEW wanted Johnny Wrestling. Please, what does that show you? <clears throat> Snooze fest. They did not want him. So, no. uh, let's talk Wesley. <laughs> His backstage interview where he talked about Zion and then Nathan showed up and he was saying he had a lot of pent-up frustration and stuff. Uh, then they ended up having the match, which was the match we can talk about for sure. And then after the match, he's back there with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, Sangha was saying what he was saying about, hey, man, it's cool. Those are tough, tough guys. Like, you know, because Von Wagner's a tough dude, all this and that. And then Wes getting in his face. I want to prove that you don't have to be 10 feet to be successful around here. Mm-hmm. He was showing a lot of character, a lot of aggression, a lot of oomph. He come mm-hmm. off real natural. He didn't come off scripted at all. Nope. The match was incredible, fast-paced. It, I started wondering if they might make it a good tag team. That's what I Nathan. was thinking with Nathan. And I was like, damn, that looks like really... That the chemistry good was I'm crazy. Like, it was. And for me, because I've seen him wrestle like quite a bit, that it was very, very natural. They flowed well together. I almost like, I want to see another match of the two of them. But I think that I get what they're doing with the Wesley storyline. I kind of am glad they're doing it. And the way they're developing his character with it kudos to whoever is like writing this because it it really is it's being presented very very well and I'm 
mega impressed with it. But, you know, time will tell. But Nathan, man, oh, God. That, him and himself, I'm, like, really impressed. Because, yeah. I, you know, I really wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching NXT UK. And so I didn't have much exposure to him. Yeah. But, damn, you know, I, I, yeah. Speechless. Speechless. But that'll yeah. be an interesting match with Sangha, though, and Wesley. That'd be pretty pretty cool, I think. Yeah. I do think, yeah. too, that they're doing an awesome job with the Wesley story because they could have done... They could have done a lot, and they could have done nothing at all. They could have just moved on. The fact that he's in his old MSK gear, and it's just that big, empty spot where MSK used to be written, I was like, oof. Yeah, that's rough. There's a lot but, there. But he was doing the whole, he still had the, you know, he's doing the MSK thing, but it was the, you know, W. The w. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, nice, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's nice to know that somebody back there is they're invested in him. Yes. Because like I when I heard that, oh yeah, you know, um Nash Carter was going away, I'm like, you know, oh well yeah, there goes both well. of them. Yeah. You know. So what are you gonna do now? So I think that they've done an excellent job with it. And I think that because he has and I would say it's really charisma and swag, but he's he's always I think that he's beyond comfortable and i even thought that too when you know msk would cut their little promos and things like that he's always had that kind of like that energy he had it when they were on impact so definitely i think it's something that it's a really nice testament to know that they really they are invested in him and you know because he is damn talented totally talented and him and nathan that matches me I was just like, this is like, I think that's probably for me my favorite match the whole night. Was was that one? I think it was for me too, just because if nothing else, like, it was like seamless. It felt like, yeah, you, know, you don't you don't see stuff like that on TV. You don't. I mean, you barely yeah. might see it on a Raw or SmackDown, but that was almost like almost like pay, like what you would think of pay per view match should look like yes yeah and then i also like you felt like it showed a whole lot of investment in wesley as a character and uh and a talent and that they're they're taking the whole storyline in and of itself seriously that there's something about it that was still a little bit weird you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i know we didn't talk about it uh but former nash carter did put out that statement as he's trying to get back wrestling again and he um uh the now zachary wentz uh he's got a show that we already know was booked that we saw Mm -hmm. but uh he did put out a statement did you want me to do you want to cover that statement at all a little bit oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. um and i do feel a little bit bad because i know it's the kind of thing that clump would have liked to uh have been a part of and i i yeah. totally spaced that we hadn't covered that yet but uh yeah, i forgot uh, about that was yeah uh because i i mean it all happened kind of like so fast i want to say it happened this was like three days ago and so it kind of all feels like it gets removed from from our day-to-day right yeah. uh but he did say um no words can truly describe how ashamed and apologetic i am for my conduct in the photograph There is no excuse for such behavior, and I take full responsibility for my actions and ask for forgiveness. 
This picture was taken in 2015, a time where I was uneducated on the topic and therefore didn't understand the magnitude of how hurtful it was. In 2020, someone was trying to extort me by threatening to post it on social media. I sent it to my wife to discuss the situation. Apparently, she kept it and then decided decided in retaliation for the filing of divorce to post it to social media. Regardless how the photograph came to light, there is still no excuse for my actions. Over the past month, I have taken time to reflect on my conduct, to which I express my utmost remorse and regret. I have spent time off social media to refresh and re-educate myself about the horrors of the Holocaust. I truly do hope that this situation will teach and bring awareness to those horrific tragedy to the horrific tragedy that took place so that something like this will never happen again. I can assure you that this is not who I am or what I represent as a human being. I feel it is never too late to educate and better yourself. If you're ever in the Orlando, Maitland area, take some time to visit the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center of Florida, where you can learn about the history and depth of what took place. It was an incredibly eye-opening and impactful experience that teaches the importance of this history. So, obviously a little more came to light there, because I remember that... Because we talked about the strangeness of the photo being out there, looking like a screenshot from a, from a Snapchat, from whatever, and, and how that came around. And um, sad situation, too, when you can't trust the people you think you can, can trust, even in this case where it appeared like him confiding to, to seek help and advice. Um, and that, that person decided they would hold on to that as a mechanism for hurt in the, in the future is definitely a bummer. Uh, no matter how you cut it, no matter how wrong he was, it doesn't feel like uh, good either way. But at least he's owning up to it. He is trying to be better. I mean, as much we've talked about it before with the IWC and the concept of cancel culture versus accountability culture. And I like to lean into the concept of accountability in that rehabilitation is an option. If you're looking for someone to be held accountable, there has to be a part two. There has to be of redemption. If you want someone to be held accountable and they are not given the option to grow and learn and be better, then you're not holding them accountable. You're holding them down. And there's a difference. Uh, but there are some people that are beyond the um, beyond redemption. What they do, that redemption is not going not gonna to fly. Yeah. There's some things that are just like, hey, good on you. Go live your life. And, you know, it is what it is. It depends. I think there's varying degrees, and I do think that there's that's where the conversation is, right? Is when we're holding someone accountable, what are we holding them accountable for? And is there a next step? Is there another side? And I agree. There are times where it's like, no, there is no redemption for this. You need to disappear from our little world and go find your own little world, right? Uh, taking a, a ill-tempered or, or ill-humored photograph feels like something someone can learn from. It doesn't feel like the uh, the unforgivable sin, you know what I mean. So it's cool to the to see him take that effort and those steps, you know what I mean. Regardless of whatever happens next, he's trying yeah. to actively be better, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there are enough um, there are enough avenues for him to go that mm -hmm. it's not gonna that's not gonna be an issue like we're not gonna see him yep. i mean i think that if anything um i don't think he'll go back to impact mm. aw wouldn't 
do it because I think with them it was going to be a package deal if they were to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's enough out there because definitely I know that he before he went to E, he did like one or two of the Josh Barnett blood sports, mm-hmm. really good because he has that um, fighting background. So mm-hmm. I would not would not be surprised if we don't see him him on GCW. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably where we see him. Um, obviously, because he is one of quote unquote Sammy Callahan's kids, uh, we'll definitely see him on Wrestling Revolver, which you know, I mean, that's where I first got to see him wrestle um, mm-hmm. in the early days of them putting the Rascals together. Um, so it's kind of bittersweet. Maybe he might tag with Trey Miguel again and revitalize the Rascals. I mean, who knows? There's mm-hmm. lots of possibility. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that he, there's some people who are like, oh, cancel, cancel, whatever. But I think that with this scenario, it's like, you know, you can tell when something's genuine and you can tell when something is kind of bullshitty. Unfortunately, it was a whole fucked up situation with his ex-wife, yeah. or soon to be ex-wife. And that's not cool. And I mean, yeah, it was something he shouldn't have done. But then, like what you said, you, you know, people who you think you trust, you know, yeah. They they betray you. So that's you know, I I get I see that and I get it. And you know, and honestly it's like you know, a lot everyone has skeletons. I always say this. A lot yeah. of these women have skeletons. And you know, you you know, unfortunately if you're privy to certain things, you know, you either can keep it to the chest or you you're gonna use it in the future. This is why, to me, that is so outrageously shitty. Is there are literal constitutional laws that prevent a husband and wife from testifying against each other, much the same as a lawyer or a doctor. It's seen as an absolute level of trust that is not to be breached even in a court of law because you would confide in that person more deeply than you're expected to confide in others. And it is seen as unfair to ask that person to breach that trust. So the idea that that person who's protected by constitutional law from from testifying against them mm-hmm. is the one they decide, oh, I'm going to go ahead and, and do this. That's how serious that, you know, culture takes marriage. You know what I mean? Like partners like that. So that's what that's to me. That's the big shitty part. It's like, God damn, man. Like, yeah. But I mean, there's other shitty parts, but. If it's going to come from somebody, for it to come from theirs, like... Well, if anybody at the end of the day, it's really going to hurt, it's her, not him. So... But... I've done her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... But... You know, I'm excited for Wesley and what he's doing and if they're doing something with him. I'm not saying he needs to be in a tag team. It doesn't got to be with Nathan, but they did work no, really well it together. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you have people, I think I've said before, in my opinion, when you have people who do this, that style well and you see them, if they wrestle each other, compliment it, it just kind of that's the light bulb in them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If we needed to do that, that's something to, like, keep on the back burner because if 
needed something, that would be a good one that, you know, would be pretty magical, especially because they had such good chemistry in the ring. Yeah. And to be that high energy, fast paced and look natural, mm-hmm. that's unnatural. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. made it all make sense and it was, it was masterful. Yeah. Uh, Viking Raiders and Creed Brothers was just solid tag team action. Mm-hmm. No complaints there. What do you think about all the Santos and Tony D'Angelo video packages throughout the night? They, the Tony D'Angelo ones, on at least on his side, was kind of, I don't know. I'm like, what are you trying to get at? I feel like by the time we got to the match, I mm-hmm. kind of forgot what they were like in the ring. I feel like yeah. we have so many cinematic video packages with them that by the time that the bell rang, I was like, oh yeah, they're wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they started wrestling, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're both pretty good. And then the match delivered, and it was awesome, and it was an amazing story in there. But I feel like that the by the end of the, the program there, the video cinematic packages they've done for the past, like, five or six weeks has actually drawn away from the build of the match. It yeah. definitely was building towards their confrontation, but the concept of it actually being a match was really not a focal point there. No, it was it was a little awkward mm. with it. But you know, I mean, it started out like I loved those the first couple of the cinematic yeah. vignettes. Loved them. They and stood out. Went, they looked different. And then it just kind of got bleh. like today with Tony's with Tony's when they you know the, that first one. I'm like this is just kind of I'm like I, I don't get it you know I'm like I, I okay why am I feeling like I really don't want to see that match yeah yeah that's the impression at first that I got yeah yeah I but wasn't feeling like... then, but you know and then it happened I thought the match was fantastic yeah I thought it was so good and I was like man I just wish they would wrestle more I also felt like the idea that they were in these cinematic stories, but they weren't in anything that involved in-ring action that, like, you really forget we're talking about wrestlers and we're talking about a wrestling match and what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. That it was just kind of one of those weird things where you, where you see them and you go, oh, I wish we saw them wrestle more before we got here, even if it wasn't against each other. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just to remind you that that's what they do and that's what we're doing here because, like, mm-hmm. it was so standout different. It was mm-hmm. such a different feel from everything else that you just – it was almost like a different show within the show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Uh, we'll run through a couple other things that happen in here. Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton, they're starting to hit at a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that hint, but I do like them together as a unit. So, we'll see how it goes. They're really like, yeah, they're really good together, but we always have to go back to that romantic bullshit. Yeah, does not everything has to be a relationship like that. But yeah, no. so Waller tells her to watch him. He's going to take care of Andre, and as he's walking away, she kind of like checks him out, like, hmm, what's going on over there? Let me check out those Wallers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and so it was just kind of like, ah, I didn't like that she had to like check him out on the way out. Like, I wish it was still more of the where we've been getting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it didn't work for, for Andy. It didn't work for Persia. It's fuck. It didn't even work for Johnny and Candace. 
I mean, Christ, they're married and have a kid. It didn't work. Yeah, they're not good at these. Like, fuck, it nearly <laughs> ruined Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's focus on their characters. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't awesome. mind using relationships and stories here and there, or I don't mind a couple characters getting together for purposes of things, right? But, like, they try it all the time with so many people, and it most of the time doesn't work. You got to pick and choose your spots. You know what I mean? Like, it can't be every time two people of opposite sex have chemistry on screen that they have to be a couple now. You go, no, no, no. They can also just maybe be friends with good chemistry. Can uh, we not have Adam Cole and Britt Baker shoved down our throats? Thank you. Yeah. Let's see. Someone in the chat here, the man with three H's, AEW killed my baby, the black and gold. Nevertheless, great to see my boys, Adam, Kyle, and Bobby doing well. It's an interesting concept of doing well. I mean, they're on oh, TV, oh, I guess. Oh, O'Reilly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I love Bobby. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. this. I mean, yeah. for people who are undisputed era fans from Black and Gold, I've been surprised at the amount of people who have turned since they've turned to AEW. They liked them in, a- in NXT, but don't like them on AEW. Uh, I've been surprised at that because I wasn't a big fan of them in NXT. So it's not that big of a departure for me to not be that invested in them in AEW. But I have seen a lot of people who loved them in NXT say they don't like them in AEW. And that was a bit of a surprise to me. So so kudos to this dude who's just liking them all the way through. Like, hell yeah, dude. Like, That's really supporting your faves if you ask me, you know. I, I personally, I as a Red Dragon person, so. Yeah. Yeah. And really, when they when Undisputed Era was at their height, I wasn't watching NXT. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it is nice to see Bobby doing a little bit more regularly stuff, but mm-hmm. he was getting injured a lot while he was in NXT, and that was a shame. He was, and I was like, "Damn, Fishy is like old, guys." Yeah, I'm he's like, got well, fish not... bones. I guess so. Got little but... brittle fish bones. Mm-hmm. But I love. He was great. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and O'Reilly's been my favorite since since they were in Black and Gold, and arguably he's doing one of the he's not having one of the best runs over there in AEW. So it's, maybe it's part of my frustration too, is I can't even like root for the one I liked. And uh, he does I'm, say, "Not gonna lie with NXT 2.0 and AEW now, it's like the lesser of two evils." I mean, I'm really enjoying 2.0 because it is so different, but I didn't like better. Black and Gold. It yeah. For me, it's getting better 2.0. There's some, sometimes there's some low things, but for the most part, yeah. And AEW, I run hot to cold. Yeah, like they'll have a great week and then like two bad weeks and then a great top of the hour and then a bottom, uh, like an awful second hour. And it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, real hot and cold. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I also wasn't a big fan of black and gold, so it's not a big departure to say that 2.0 being so drastically different is more exciting to me and something I like more, like makes sense and i also understand when people who love black and gold are not enjoying 2.0 because it is so different and if that's what you like it's not what you're getting like i don't know that's what i think is fun about the conversation of it all is like did you love black and gold yes or no you're gonna like nxt based off the opposite answer you know mm-hmm. so for me like these are all guys that you know when it was black and gold i saw in the indies so yeah. it's just like okay i've been there done that you know but it, there's a lot of nostalgia that's in that, and I mm. understand 
that and I get it. Um, but there was a lot of things too that I'm like, damn, I wish that, you know, we could have seen more of. And mm. I think that the whole thing with Champa and, and Thatcher, that was beautiful. Yeah, and, that was amazing. And that Definitely was, and actually, forever. yeah, I got to see Thatcher last week. Uh, Russell and I got to talk to Timmy for a little bit. Totally good to see him. And I was like, you, I said, man, you and, and Champa. And he said, that's kind of magical, didn't you think? And I go, oh, yeah. I said, that chemistry. And I said, I said, I don't even remember you guys like wrestling each other. And he said, once. In the cage. Said, yeah. Fight yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. Yeah. And I, I said, uh, you know, it's no, 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 no. But on the indies. Oh, okay. On the indies though and he was like he's like maybe once and i'm like probably evolved probably evolved if anything it was probably evolved and i was like that was just amazing he says he said that chemistry just works you know with him it's really what was wild about it too is like you didn't see it coming and then it hit you in the face like it was the most obvious thing and you should have wanted it all along earlier yeah exactly and so that was really nice to kind of um to really kind of see that and you know and get that perspective from him and he said yeah he says Tommaso felt the same way too it was just like there's this energy in this just like meshing of the minds that was great and so I thought I wish we had more yeah yeah so but you know that's okay I mean I also in my own selfish way wished that instead of the one dude from Imperium going up with Walter that they should have just put ring comps back together. But yeah, you know what? That's things happen for a reason. And that's really not a style that WWE really looks at. And, and yeah, has they they don't it. embrace the same way. Not as often yeah, they for don't, sure. Yeah. They don't, they're not like me who's like, Oh, cause I was just like yeah. all night. Like, Oh, during that. I match will give year. credit. I will give credit that I do think the pairing of Keith Lee and swerve, is another one of those like you don't see it coming but once it's together you go they should have been doing this a lot longer i do think yeah. swerve and keith lee together in aew is working so much better than hit row is working and i liked Hit row i liked Hit row a lot i, I thought they did. had a lot of really cool uh swagger i thought they worked together as a team fantastically i thought this... there was a lot there but there's something about keith lee and swerve that's really working yeah there's a good energy between yeah. the two and what's yeah. really kind of cool is I like how both of them actually win. You've got the whole, you know, whose house Swerve's house thing, and Keith Lee gets really into it, just as Swerve gets really into the whole Bask in His Glory thing. And I think that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Because these are guys that, you know, what you would think would have really big egos, but it just kind of works. It works this matchup. Yeah. So, I do think Swerve should talk more than Keith Lee, but. Alas, we Thank can't you. Have it all. Uh, that's the only complaint. <laughs> I think it's because mm-hmm. Keith Lee tries to sound mm-hmm. really eloquent, but that's how he is, though. Yep. You know, if you've ever talked to him, but and I get why they're trying to do that, you know. But again, it's like the it speaking really, well. yeah it it does it doesn't hit home. Whereas, like, I'll say like. 
hearing from him some is probably good, but he gets Swerve do the most of the talking and Keith Lee say a couple of things really like eloquently and nicely, it would probably work more because it would feel like a flare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like Ric Flair, but like, you know, added flair. Yeah. Where well, when how... it's when he's doing the bulk of it and you're using Swerve as flair, like it just kind of comes off a little bit clunkier. Yeah, yeah well look at um Hobbs and Starks. Yeah. Yeah. When Hobbs does speak, it's powerful. But you've got, you know, Motormouth. Yeah. You know, but he can, like, carry, he can carry what, he can carry a lot. So. Yeah. That's when it's like, okay, that, that's pretty cool. So it's a good dichotomy the four of them have together. I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm just glad that I. That's true. That's true. Forrest is going to lose his little thing. And yeah. hopefully we'll see Jungle Boy solo. But who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm let's go back a let's go back a little bit over to NXT. NXT? Uh, Grayson Waller versus Andre Chase though. Andre Chase is someone who I dismiss a lot because I just don't care about his character. But you forget he's pretty solid in that ring. His match here with Waller was good. Yeah, he's solid, but you know what? That whole his whole gimmick turns me off. Yeah. So when I see him, and you know, his little section. Yeah. I'm always kind of like, eh. yeah, I, me too. I can, yeah, I can I can turn it off. And to be honest with you, I kind of skimmed through it because I'm like, you know, he doesn't, he's has not done anything for me to say to be interested in. Yeah, even just curious. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I only kept it going because I was doing other things too. To be honest, and I was only half paying attention, but I found myself watching because Waller's so good, and then starting to see their chemistry together was was awesome. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, let's see. The toxic attraction thing was more of what they do. Diamond Ryan arguing more of what they do. Roxanne and Kiana James. Roxanne is a superstar. She is. Like, she is so natural. Mm-hmm. That's not to say she doesn't have a lot of years and work behind her, because she does. She didn't just start start. She's just, just new to our show. But you can tell that there's something about her that's special and long-term, you know? Like, that's one where it's like, just give her the ball. Like, yeah. Don't... Ring of Honor, if, if there was any move that Ring of Honor did as far as with their Women of Honor, it was to bring her aboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was trained at Booker T's place, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... She's great. I mean, yeah. just you know, it, there's just more that's going to come out of her. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edris and Malik doing that backstage thing, pretending to be Tony and Santos. I was not into it all. Nope. But then I ended up fast forwarding. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, we already talked about the interview with Roxanne and Cora. I do like the chemistry between Roxanne and Cora as well, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cora's yeah. really coming up um, on her own now. And I'm, I don't know if it's the Natty influence or, or whatnot, or being around Natty a lot yeah. lately, but definitely she's really getting kind of that confident vibe. I feel like that. we got a new gear all of a sudden out of her. I feel like she was doing the stuff with uh, Toxic Attraction, and on the mic she had a new gear. 
but in the ring it wasn't quite there. And I feel like that all of a sudden when she was in the ring with Natty, it was like, okay, new gear. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she's taking it in chunks, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's what you're in NXT to do, right? Just figure it mm-hmm. out as you go. Mm-hmm. She's one, too, where I'm all like, okay, the future is, future is bleak, as Natty would say. No, the future, yes. <laughs> the future being... Her, I've been impressed with Fallon Henley a lot. I was impressed by Tax or uh, 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 Paxley, Tatum Paxley, Lash Legend, Nikki or Nikita Lyons. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. a lot of people discount yeah. Nikita Lyons, saying that people like her because of how she looks. But I think that good. she looks good, but she also looks powerful. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's not just you're thick. Yeah, when yeah. you're bigger. That's the hard thing because you can either look like a Nia Jax where you look clunky. Yes. Or there's that fluidity like a Tamina. Yeah. Natty where, you know, it it's a whole yes. different thing. So that's where I, I see Nikita Lyons and that's what yes. I like about her. Yes. I just, She's definitely in that Natty Tamina powerhouse. Um yeah, sexy strong, right? But also like fluid in movement and like her having an MMA background. She moves really well when it comes to striking and stuff. So, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just want to say that because I've seen a lot of people be really dismissive of people who say they like Nikita. or like, oh, because of this body part or that. And it's like, no, 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 because she's a total package and she's really smooth at this. Like, you I see her come out and people's, like, eyes bug a little bit. But then you see her do what she does and you go, like, oh, shit. Because There's at a first, lot I, here. Yeah, because I will say that at first I'm like, She's just, it's the I, she's just here for eye candy, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh. But as I've been seeing her wrestle, I'm like, she's got that, that Natty to me vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a bigger, a yep. bigger girl. And I, you know, and I dig it. Yeah. I you totally can kick dig your it. chest in. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. People like her. Um, another one, um, Awesome Kong was one, yeah. you know, yeah. that she, oh God, I love her. Best I mean, she was like, yeah, Beth Phoenix. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would cool. honestly, I would honestly pick a fight with CM Punk before I'd pick a fight with Nikita Lyons. Yeah. But yeah. I actually, I think I could make Phil cry. I think most people could. It feels well, like he a fragile, would, fragile he ego would, type. Yeah, but if he was face to face with me, like Ocean Spray, oh yeah, he would, he'd cry. I'd make him cry. Yeah. Yeah. And then Colton, don't do that. Yeah. Shush. Shut, Shut your up. Shut up. Because I'm doing what you wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> and you call him a name and he starts yeah. crying. It's a mess. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's everything from NXT. Really, uh, we, we talked about it. We talked about it scrambled, but we talked about everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with NXT now, it's really kind of um, – I was a little sad. You were Wendy Chewless. Yeah, she always brightens my week, but that's okay. That's okay. But I really, you know, it was another. There was some good, solid wrestling. There's some weird segments and stuff. I don't want to say it's like missed the mark, like it did a couple of weeks ago, where it was like really good, really good, really good, and then what the was that? Yeah. So it'll be very, very interesting to um, to see. Uh, next week. I will say that when I got the email telling me which matches were on the card, 
I did not want to watch the show. We didn't. I didn't watch it till today, because when Ooh. I saw the thing come out, and I was kind of like, I'm in no hurry to watch this. And we stayed up watching other stuff. And yeah. yesterday, I was like, Yeah, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And then when I well, finally sat down to watch it, I was like, Okay, this is much better than I expected it to be. Well, you know, I don't ever usually look at at the the cards. I usually am like, Oh my god! Like Tuesday, I'm like, Okay, I, you know, I'm like, Oh shit, forgot NXT. And then I'm like, okay, waiting for Peacock because I really don't like watching it now with on other places I was watching it because it was like, I'm either missing stuff or, you know, it's kind of choppy and I'm like, "Mm." but at least with Peacock, it's like one straight boom and I don't have to, it's not cut in half. So, but when it wasn't there on Tuesday, I got a little mad, a little salty. And I was like, oh, it'll be here Wednesday. So I'll watch Dynamite and then I'll watch NXT. It wasn't on Peacock, at least mine. So I did get to watch it today. So, But I would have preferred to kind of watch it when I was like, oh, yeah, I want to sit down. And I'm totally, like, invested in wanting to sit down and watch it. So That's true, yeah. Well, I didn't get to see the whole card. What I get is the – I get the email from NXT that says what their advertised stuff is. So it's usually, like, two matches and a segment. They tell you what's going to happen. And I go, this is what you guys are advertising? And I was like, oh. What do they advertise? It was, like, the two breakout matches. uh... Surprised they didn't – I can't remember the other thing. But there was, like – they didn't do the whole. Um, oh, Creed and Viking Raiders was on it. Okay. Um, and I think they, I think they said Santos and Tony, but they might not have even. Oh, yeah. I think it was that Braun Breaker was going to address the address Gacy. It was the Viking Raiders and Creed, and then it was the two breakout matches. And also, like, I'll see it when I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have been. I was, you tell me I about. Yeah, you tell me about Trick and Mellow versus you know. Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. Oh yeah, I'm all about that life, mm-hmm. you know. But That's true, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, Sokoa is okay. incredible. I want to make this comment about Cameron Grimes. Okay. When he came out, I'm like, every time he comes out, I'm like, I don't know who you are anymore, dude. Like you shaved again. Yeah. I was like, producer thinks look- that he looks like a Daniel Bryan. Kinda, uh, but he's gotten a little yoked. And, you know, not to say that he wasn't in shape before, because he was. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, that's the Carolina caveman. Not anymore, I guess. So, I thought that was kind of cool. But, yeah. I got you. And when I watch the Hardys, you know, I'm always thinking, yep, they they help Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Not not too shabby. Them, Shannon Moore, someone else. Hurricane yeah. Helms. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. So when you see, yeah, it's like, wow. Okay, those were his his main trainers and stuff. So, but yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, are we thinking of doing a double or nothing thing? Oh, like a watch along? I'm not going to be buying it. I'm not buying it either. I know, but... I mean, you and I can probably do like a Discord where you and I watch it, but I'm not going to stream it. Yeah, no, we should, we should, yeah, do a Discord. Cause yeah, but I have a Discord channel uh, okay. for Resting on the Rocks, so we can Ooh. jump in there and stuff. So Yeah, because I think that we, I think this one's going to be very interesting because I, interest, I am interested in 
what's going to happen with Deeb and Thunder Rosa, especially because it's, they really don't, I don't know. I'm like, are you going to take it off of Thunder Rosa already? Come on. You hardly give her any time. And Tony she's not Khan. even rest Yeah, he's done a terrible yeah. job with the Thunder Rosa run because Thunder no. Rosa was like the hottest female star he had. And now once he put the title on her, he basically, it basically feels like he put the title on to shut everybody up and yeah. then put her aside so people would stop talking about her. Yeah, and she's not even wrestling on darker elevation. I would understand if she was, but she's not even getting that. No, you know? She's getting nothing. Yeah, she's getting nothing. And it she's just had couldn't... like one promo that she's even been able to finish. Like it's yeah. just it's a shame because she's like yeah. she's easily top five women wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. And you're treating her like she's a token champion and that's terrible. Oh you know, I forgot. Hmm. Uh for our news. Uh, Nicole Savoy retired this weekend from professional wrestling. Who's Nicole um, Savoy? Nicole Savoy um, was the shimmer, like the longest running shimmer champion. She's oh. from Bay Area, and she did her last show at Hood Slam, and she announced that she's hanging it up. And against so, two. Hmm? Do you know who it was against? Uh, Dark Sheik and someone else. Hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, it, it's Nicole is, is great. The one yeah. thing that I I know Ring of Honor before all this stuff um, had got her. Actually, Marty had gotten her to convince her to go over to Ring of Honor. Yeah, and you know, pandemic happened, and you know, so she never really got to go over there, and it's just really kind of it's kind of sad. Um. Don't know what her future is going to hold. I think maybe she might be um, doing some tra training people. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, she's going to be she's going to be missed. She was. Um, I think Thunder Rosa brought her out a lot too for mm -hmm. Mission Play. If I'm not mistaken, um, but definitely it's a big loss for you know women on the Indies. So uh -huh. she may come back. Who knows? But definitely a big loss. Wow. She's really good. Yeah, one of my favorites I've been watching for years. So, so well, cheers to her, and we'll see her down the road. With mm -hmm. that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up, guys. I'm at Ref Marsh. That's been Miss Amanda Jane. We are at WOTR the show. We want to thank at Crybaby Clump and at Shakes NYG for coming through and hanging out with us. Check out the Shake the Shakedown Sports Podcast for all your other sports needs. But other than that, we're going to be right here in the die bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one next week. Guys, that's the last call. Cheers! Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the eye and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink of that's not dropped.